by Mark. Do you know how to stand on your fingers? Do you know how to spin on ice? And I'm Lisa. Do you know how to make yourself seem stronger than you really are? Four minutes and 18 seconds after the hour of 11, and this is the month of November in the year of our Lord, 2007. Thank you for coming along, making a part of your listening day. We are live from the plushly appointed, yet not overly ostentatious studios of AM 970 Solid State Radio. We're here in beautiful downtown Portland, Oregon. It is uh, Tuesday, and uh, welcome to Day 12. Thank you for coming along and joining us today. It's the uh, Rick Emerson Radio Program. It's 503-733. Pardon me. <laughs> 503-733-2970. There we go. Uh, 503-733-2970. With your comments, your clarifications, your conventions, your concerns, your true sense, your uh, 
You would have you, Richie Bristol, standing by, ready, willing, and able to pass along your observations about the interesting, the groundbreaking, the tedious, the mundane, or the just plain revolting. It's 503 503-733-2970. Uh, you want to email, you can do that as well. It's rick at rickemerson.com. Rick at rickemerson.com. Sarah at 970.am. Tim at 970.am. Or Richie with a T uh, at 970 Dot AM. Uh, it's 503-733-2970. Uh, speaking of Richie, uh, we have great movie news. I hold it in my hand right here. We're gonna get, we have the great movie news that Richie Bristol has secured us something uh, very exciting uh, that I will uh, unveil here in just a moment. All right. The shrewder among you may know what I'm talking about because because uh, it's Monday, December 10th. This thing that I'm talking about. All right, we'll get to that here in just a second. Um, okay, it's 503-733-2970. I'm sorry, Mr. Stray, you had this look on your face just okay, like so Scooby-Doo when he's perplexed by something. No, I don't know if um, if he's lying or not, but I don't think he would be. Uh, my friend Bart just wrote me and said, had to turn off the radio yesterday, did anyone tell you that the pastor Rick was talking about is an ex-porn star? Okay, see... Wait, he said he had to turn off or up the radio? Turn off. Why would he have to turn off the radio if it was a porn star? Oh, not, that was a coincidence that he turned no, off he the said, radio. No, he said he didn't hear the rest of it, so okay. he wanted to see if anybody had told Well, we him. might as well just jump jump ahead before we do anything else. So yesterday we were talking about Pastor Melissa Scott, my new love. And uh, because of that, I had been in um, uh, Seattle, I was in uh, Washington for a couple of days last week. So I'm sitting there in the hotel room. 1.30 in the morning, just stoned out of my gourd on Trazodone, which I got legally, by the way, uh, just sitting there flipping by. And, of course, you just, and especially without TiVo, I mean, if you've had a TiVo or some of the lesser among you, a DVR, uh, it, and you just become so completely and utterly hobbled by it. You just become so completely dependent on a TiVo, and then if you're ever deprived of the TiVo, Suddenly, it just, just every commercial break on television is excruciating. Every television program you watch is awful. All the available offerings are dreck. And so you would just, anything that's even remotely amusing and commercial-free, you will watch. And so I ended up watching this woman, the pastor Melissa Scott, uh, who was on the PAX affiliate there in Seattle. And she was just, A, hot as balls, B, really unbelievably smart, just in the time I watched her preach the good word of Jesus, she spoke three different languages. Uh, she spoke Latin, Greek, I'm sorry, four, Hebrew, and, and then, of course, English. And so I was talking about her yesterday, and I did touch some sort of pastoral nerve because I mentioned Pastor Melissa Scott yesterday, and like a hundred different people either called or emailed her like, I love her too! And uh, I sent uh, Sarah and Tim to her website where they, they did affirm that she was, in fact, a very attractive woman with a somewhat bizarre accent. So... Flash forward to then yesterday after the program, and I got a bunch of folks who were like, you know, she was a porn star, and uh, and I didn't, I, it was kind of as I was heading out the door, and I didn't want to spend my last remaining moments at CBS yesterday Googling, like, porn star, you know, hot pastor Melissa chick, uh, or whatever, upstairs. I can do that here in the studio. I, I think they frown on that when I'm up in my office. So... I, di I never even really looked into it yesterday. So, but that doesn't seem like a thing that could possibly be true. Well, remember, because the first image I found of her was that porn, that porny picture. Porny. Uh, so, so what is his claim? Is his claim that she was a porn star and then she met her now deceased husband and he introduced her to Jesus? He claimed what I told you in the text message. He just said she's an ex-porn star. All right. Tainted, Rick. No, see, that's the thing. She's really not. That's you would think so, wouldn't you? As a woman, you would think that the fact that she had an adult film past uh, would somehow make her less desirable. But no, of course not. Um, and in fact, if it is true, 
And I'm not saying it is about my new love, yeah, that's Melissa totally Scott. Her. Did, did, what the the nude photo? Hold on. Nope. I don't know. I don't know. I'm not convinced. I require more evidence. I require pages and pages of evidence. I require full motion video uh, evidence at a high resolution. All right. Well, we'll, we'll leap ahead. Let me get some of this stuff out of the way before we plunge on into uh, into Pastor Melissa Scott. Pastor. Oh, I'm sorry. Let me just pass her. I barely knew her. All right. Before we do anything else, let me talk about what is coming up today. We have exciting stuff happening today. Uh, let's see. CNN Radio correspondent Steve Kastenbaum uh, will be joining us today. Uh, let's see. We will be unveiling another exciting top five. Aaron really inspired me. Uh, what was it, two weeks ago when he did the top five show tunes? Aaron Duran did his top five favorite show tunes. So I today, Rick Emerson, have created yet... My top five uh, favorite show tunes of all time. So today, Rick Emerson's top five show tunes. Uh, what else? Uh, great movie news, which we will get to uh, here in just a second. Uh, we'll talk to our good friend Susan Reynolds, uh, who's going to come at the bottom of the hour. Um, it, 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 we'll get back to that here in a second. Britney Watch coming up today. Uh, it's the worst song you've ever heard. We'll have another installment of that. Um, a little something for Sarah Dillon in the auditory file as well. We'll have It's the Worst Song You've Ever Heard, and then we'll have a little adjunct to that that's just for you, sir. Let's Ooh. see. Uh, what else? That may be it for now. That may be it for now. Uh, oh, oh, speaking of Susan Reynolds, hold on a second. What are you doing down there? Oh, oh no! Hold on, he's back on the counter. Why did they have to be right in front of me? Well, he's at the scorpion, uh, the scorpion tequila right there, the, right there on the counter. Okay, there you go. So there's the scorpion and uh, the scorpion and cobra drink. Uh, Susan's going to come in later on today because we were talking yesterday about this idea of having Aaron or somebody drink some of this tequila on the air. And then there was a whole lot of what if they die and what if they get an intestinal parasite and what if an alien bursts out of his chest later. So uh, Susan Reynolds, CBS Radio Portland marketing guru, she's going to come in later and uh, she's going to weigh in on whether or not that's an advisable thing for us to do. She does have some thoughts on the tequila, though. So uh, we'll get to that. Okay, so that's what's coming up today. Steve Kastenbaum, top five show tunes from my music collection, uh, which is fantastic, by the way, and also fabulous. Uh, what else? Britney Watch, blah, 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 all that stuff. Before we do anything else, let me say two things. A, I meant to start this yesterday, and of course I failed because I'm me. Uh, today we will start our Zeppelin giveaway, a Zeppelin six-disc pack, uh, the two-disc Mothership uh, collection. The song remains the same on DVD, and the song remains the same on CD. Uh... We will be uh, playing a little contest for that later on, of which I'm of which I'm kind of proud. I'm really bad at contesting, but we do have something interesting. Don't call now, uh, but later we'll be doing that. We got a whole ton of those to give away as well. Uh, later on this, uh, later on, I think in a couple weeks we got Kissology Volume Three. But right now it's a Zeppelin six disc set, and this this stuff is really cool uh, if you're a Zeppelin fan, especially. Uh, also, this one final thing, and then we'll do all the introductions coming up uh, Monday, December 10th, 7 p.m. Uh, AM 970 is proud to uh, uh, proud to present the uh, special screening of Will Smith's I Am Legend, which uh, looks fantastic, incidentally, um, based on the the, the uh, legendary Richard Matheson novel of the same name. I Am Legend, Will Smith, Last Man on Earth Fighting Vampires. There's nothing else you need to know. Uh, so we will be doing the premiere for that. So be listening uh, for details. We're not giving anything away for that yet, but we will be. We have, I think... Uh, if you are an AM970 glorious bastard, you'll be hearing about that. If you're not, you got to sign up now, 970.am. Blah, da, da, blah, da, da, blah. All right, Tim Riley's working on the following stories for your edification today. 
It's the kiss of death. Barbara Streisand endorses Hillary. Ron Paul is endorsed by the Bunny Ranch. Stephen King suggests Jenna Bush be waterboarded. Murray Osmond's performance on Dancing with the Stars falls flat. And Coulter convinces Palm Beach officials to remove her address from public records after somebody shouts across the street, Hey, Ann, you're a big a-hole. <laughs> <laughs> Wonderful. That's fantastic. Excellent. Excellent. All right, we're joined today, as are we always, by the lovely and talented Sarah X. Dillon. Why, hello, and how are you? Hello. Hey. I had a really fun night last night. And by fun, do you mean you got into a fight with somebody? No, no by fight. By fun, do you mean you fell and injured some part of your anatomy? No. By fun, do you mean you bicycled into a car? No. I've run out of things. Okay. Um, well, Brad the car guy called me at 6.30, and he had an extra Blazers ticket. So um, I got to go to the Blazers game last night and sit in, like, the fancy club-level seats. Oh, I see. Who were they playing? Um, Florida. They lost. Oh. Who? Yeah. The Blazers lost? The well, Blazers of course lost. they lost. Yeah. You know, the best thing is that huge Greg Oden thing is still on the outside of the Rose. He was there. The Rose Garden. Well, he was just sitting there. Yeah, he's just sitting there in like a little uh, fancy peach shirt. And his warm-up suit just looking sadly yeah, at the floor. It's nice to see how the other half lives. Like, totally. there, was, like and there was like a private waitress that would come up and take drink orders. And was, and was this in the, the skybox? It's not in the skybox. It's below the skybox. It's a little bit closer. It's like okay. right below those. It's the 200 level. And so you had like your own server who would come by and... Bang. Own waitress. And there was this... Uh, so much food. It's like prime rib and ham. They had all kinds of cakes and pies, and free pizza. It was ridiculous. I don't know. Do you so, feel like you'd slip through some wormhole into some alternate reality? I felt, I know this is so cliche, I felt like Julia Roberts in Pretty Woman. And I looked like, <laughs> I look totally scrubby. I'm wearing a scarf and like my wool hat and my jeans with the tear in them that yeah. uh, from Bremerton when I ran totally. into a piece of sheet metal. Yeah. Yeah, it wasn't looking my best. And then we went to El Gaucho and smoked cigars in the cigar room. You know, can I just tell you that we all come here every day and we do this program under more or less the same circumstances and under the same conditions, and then the three of us leave and walk into such different lives from one another. Because Tim is at home, I don't know, floating in a saline-filled egg of some kind, <laughs> uh, just, you know, plugged in and just, just hibernating until the next day when he comes out of his news egg and is teleported back here to do the program. <laughs> You're smoking cigars and being served pie by a private waitress at the at the the, 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 the uh, Blazers game. And I'm sitting on a poodle hair covered sofa that is in the middle of my living room that I can't get out of the house or any further into the house and putting off cleaning the kitchen even though there are fruit flies like swarming over my sink again. They come back? Yeah, they're back. Okay. So so that's it. So that's what I did last night. So excellent. Well, that's and that's and then you text the, all I know is that you sent me a text or a voicemail or something last night. At about midnight, asking yeah, that was me some Mary's Club. musical. Now, see, you left that part out. You can't. That was after El Gaucho. Wait, so you went to the Blazers game with Brad, then to El Gaucho, then to Mary's? Yes. All right. Was that hot? Um, was that hot Jewish girl there? There was a re- yes, yes. You know she the was. one I'm talking she about? She was really pretty. She uh, looks like like out of the 40s. Yeah. Yeah. I love her. Yeah, she was there. I've only been to Mary's a couple times. I think uh, God, I think the last it was like two, three years ago, something like that. She was there then, so yeah, beautiful, She's, fantastic. She was a very good-looking lady. No, I got this voicemail from Sarah. She's like, Rick, will you call me or text me back right now and tell Brad that Hart saying all I want to do is make love to you because he says it's bad company and he's effed, f him, <laughs> slam, and then he like hang it up. So I sent you a text back saying, yes, that Hart did, in fact, sing that song off the uh, 19... 1992 the Brigade album. album. Brigade. Yeah, 1992, I think. Well, all right, then. Fantastic. Hey, here's what I did last night. You know, Tim just shot up <laughs> as I went to speak. This involved Tim, too. I was actually getting ready to address Tim. <laughs> that was so... I wish... He just went out the door. I wish you could have seen this. Oh, he was probably printing something. 
I wish you. I wish everybody could have seen that just now. I, I turned and looked at Tim and I said, so, here's what I did last night, meaning to address my comment to Tim initially, and then he was gone. I'm sorry, did I drive you away, Tim? Oh, what did you do last night? That's okay, don't you worry about it. Uh, no, I watched Hollywood Land last night. I watched two films last night, actually. Hollywood Land. Boy, how movie. Boy, they're just, just bleak and great. I mean, Hollywood Land, Ben Affleck, Adrian Brody, uh, Bob Hoskins. Um, a great movie. I wonder how much that's based on reality. I mean, I wonder if it's based on investigative work or on a novel or if it's a, a drama. Investigative work. It's, it's really, really good. And um, wait till everyone died. And if yeah, and if you, it's especially poignant when you see Ben Affleck, who whose star you know has faded a bit in recent years, of uh, playing George Reeves, you know, the original Superman, who uh, you know either killed himself or was killed by somebody. Um, anyway, so Hollywood Land, but. That's not really the that's not really the movie experience that's I like want to talk about. Soul scraping movie, isn't it? Okay, no, no, no. You don't know from soul scraping. You don't know from pain. You don't know what pain is. I'm going to talk to you about a little film right now called The Mist. Jesus, God Almighty. Was it good? Good is sort of a broad term. Um, imagine if imagine if waterboarding were a film. I mean. Don't get me wrong. It's exceptionally well made. Huh. It is. It, let me put it this didn't way. Didn't Aaron not like it at all? Aaron, here's why Aaron didn't like it. Aaron, uh, and Aaron and I both use the same reference now when talking about The Mist. There's a famous Roger Ebert review uh, of the movie Aliens, the second Alien film, the, the one that James Cameron did. There is a famous Roger, and I know these people are on hold, so we'll get the calls here in a second and some other stuff, but i got to talk about The Mist. Th- there is a famous Roger Ebert movie review about Aliens where he said... He starts off by saying, I don't know how to review this film. Do I give it four stars because it's exceptional? Or do I give it zero stars because, like, it made me want to die? <laughs> because it made me feel dark and alone and horrible Worse inside. Than Requiem? Um, different kinds. Different it's, a, kind it's, a different, it's a different, because this is, it's a Stephen King movie, so there's a little bit of the, um, it, you know, so it's, it's not set, it, it's not everyday happenings. Requiem for a Dream is terrible because it's stuff that could really happen. This is stuff that's, you know, you got to suspend your disbelief a little bit because it's a Stephen King movie. Um, but um, it, it, this is a lot like... Aaron's review of The Mist was a lot like Ebert's review of Aliens, where Aaron was like, you know, J- Frank Darabont, who's the guy who wrote and directed Shawshank Redemption, he did The Mist. And Aaron's like, you know, he hates the audience. He hates them. He wants to punish them. He wants them to hurt. He. Let me just read you, and, I, and then we'll get to these calls here in a second. I'm going to read you one tiny little thing uh, about The Mist. And, and I will actually let, um, I will let someone else's words speak for me, and then I'm not going to talk about it anymore. Because the less you know going in, the better. Uh, the less you, and I encourage you, by the way, to see it now. See it now. Is uh, it in the theater? It is in theaters now. So I encourage you, uh, uh, see it now. You, you, uh, you know, do not, do not hesitate. Do not delay uh, seeing it. Let me, uh, let me see here. Let me just find, and then we'll get a couple of these uh, calls here in a second. Um, let's see. All right. I want to make sure that I get this quote absolutely correct. Um, and I knew very little, uh, kind of, kind of going into it. You know, I, I, I'd read the Stephen King story a long time ago. It's based on a Stephen King novella of the same name. Uh, that came out, I don't know, it's like 100 pages long, came out about 15 years ago. So this is the phrase that describes the movie The Mist. And then we will get to these calls, then we'll break, we'll come back with Susan Reynolds. I got great news about the plaid pantry across the street, by the way. Um, Okay, let's see, here we go. This 
is written by a guy named uh, Moriarty, uh, who reviews movies for AinItCool.com. This is what he said about Frank Darabont's The Mist, which you really need to see. My wife asked, uh, I, you know, my wife, you know, because I saw it, and my wife's like, hey, well, it sounds good. Maybe we should go see it together, because I saw it without her. And I wrote her this morning and said, I don't think I'm up to it. Um, he says, this movie is jet black, and it's a reminder that Frank Darabont's roots are in horror. The opening moments are a sort of tip of hat to the tone that audiences might expect from a Darabont film, but that all goes away, and by the time this film reaches its shattering conclusion, you'll understand why it wasn't made at Paramount. You'll understand why no studio could make or release this. You'll understand why it had to be made independently. You will know that Frank Darabont is out to hurt you. He wants to make this horror film count. He wants it to stick to you. He wants this movie to scar you. Even having read this a few years ago, seeing it play out is something altogether. It's just wrenching and unbelievable. So there you go. I'm not saying it's the greatest horror film ever made, but i got to tell you, I haven't seen... I was literally, quite literally, on the edge of my seat. And I don't mean that in a figurative sense. I mean on the edge of the seat, leaning over, hands... Not in front of my eyes, but doing that thing where your hands are sort of in front of your mouth and you're kind of biting on your fingernails a little bit. I mean, it's... It is, it, just go see it. Yeah, Aaron just wrote, I did like it, but it messed me up in so many ways I can barely watch it again. Don't get me wrong, I will buy this film on DVD. However, I'm only going to watch it once a year. It's beautiful and horrible and wonderful and awful. It's It crawls inside you and dies. That's what The Mist does. It's exceptionally well made. Again, he made The Green Mile. He made Shawshank. I mean, the guy, you know, he's he's talented. But he's turned it in a whole... He's taken his talent and turned, used it for evil <laughs> now. He has used his talent for it's something. So I watched that in Hollywoodland back-to-back. Ooh, that ain't good. Yeah, because I'm like, well, I finished Hollywoodland. I'll go see The Mist. Give myself a little pickup. Yeah, that didn't really now, work. Hollywoodland is really sad, too. Yeah, it's sad. Depressing it is. and it's just frustrating. A, just a big downer. Just a big buzz. Yeah, How Holly... good was Ben Affleck in that, though? Oh, he was fantastic. Yeah. I love Affleck. You know, the thing is, everybody's rooting for him. I do believe that. He hasn't made, you know, he hasn't had the comeback. But I think what works in Ben Affleck's favor is everybody's rooting for him to make it. Uh, all right, let's get these calls. Then we have to break. Hi, you're on the Rick Emerson Show. Hello. Hey, Rick, what's up? What's up? I just wanted to thank you for that uh, 3 to one contact clip. I haven't heard that in years, and that show was just the bomb. No, it was great, and I used to I have used a... To get the- I used, to get the ma- I used to get the magazine. I used to do little computer programs in the back of the magazine. I had the magazine. I remember when yeah. Paco went to space camp. Okay, I'm sorry. Go ahead. No, no, no I was just going to say, I also got that magazine. I thought I was the only one who did. Oh, no, 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 no. Do you remember the episode when Trini went to the Kiss concert? No. There was a famous 3-2-1 contact episode, probably the most known, where Trini, who I had a huge crush on as a kid, went to a KISS concert, and she learned how the lights and sound system worked. And it was sort of an introduction to electricity. And they showed her how electricity worked and how audio was processed. And the gimmick was they did it by having her go backstage at a KISS concert. When you're about 10, is like the coolest thing ever. Oh, man. Well, I think I remember more of the second gang. Remember they were in the basement. They had, like, a kid named Paco and a couple right. other people. Yeah. And, uh, I was tying my shoelace just there. I do remember that. And then they still tagged it with the Bloodhound Gang episodes. Oh, the Bloodhound, the Bloodhound Gang. Uh, best episode of Bloodhound Gang was when uh, there was that person that was making ghost apparitions out in some field with, uh, with, with pheromone. Moth, moth, with pheromone and moth attracted. Oh, I thought that was just. We're such nerds that we remember the same, the same the Bloodhound Gang episode. Well, I better go back to the nerdery, but thanks. Thank you, sir. All right, there you go. Can I read you one? Oh, wait. Are any of these about Melissa Scott? Uh, I don't know. Let's find out. Hi, you're on the Rick Emerson Show. Hello. Hello, Rick. My question's actually for Sarah. Okay. Sarah, uh, you used to work for Channel 6, right? Yeah, yeah. 
My wife and I were watching Channel 6 News last night, and she, my wife, where's Kelly Day, got a breast enhancement. I haven't seen her lately. Oh, She's, now, she wasn't she wasn't very well endowed when I met her though. Well, she looks bigger than she did before. Is she with child? I'm not saying she is. I'm just asking as a as a innocent or they question. Look, or could you tell the sh- like did they look like they were? My wife said the way she was sitting and, and it looked like they were yes uh, enhanced. Was that the separate? Oh. Was it a separation issue? Is no, that what made your wife way, think that? The way she had her arms close to her shoulders and uh, her. You know, like she so. wasn't quite used to them? Yes. <laughs> like they were new? Like they exactly. just sort of were there overnight? Exactly. Well, now we have to look into it. Aren't they in HD now where everyone looks a little bit wider than they are? Yes, her, just her breasts are in HD. <laughs> uh, no, well, now we have to look into it. Okay. All right, thank, we're gonna thank you. We're going to Google Kelly Dave's breasts. No, no, no. We'll, we'll look into it right now. <laughs> All right. Thank you. All right. Now, the, the other call, by the way, uh, we'll get this other call on the other side of the corner. So uh, hang tight. We'll get the other calls on the other side. Uh, no, they, they, these calls are not about Pastor Melissa Scott. Melissa Scott was born April 12, 1968. The family moved to Canada, then, then to Massachusetts, where Melissa met and later married Paul J. Pastore, an aspiring adult movie maker. Yeah. The couple moved to North Hollywood and wed in Las Vegas in 92, then began their work as pornographic producers and directors. <laughs> she performed as Barbie Bridges in adult videos and really? photos produced by Vivid Productions. The two formed Barbie Bridges. Entertainment, which has grown to an international producer and web producer, blah, blah, blah. She then became a couple with Dr. Gene Scott in 95 during his pony girl phase of paying models to attend his church in the front row while requiring the rest of the audience to stand up and give the ladies an ovation when they entered. So, so, he, was a, so he was a shyster. Yeah, he totally was. So she divorced her first husband in 96, and he divorced his first wife in 96 as well. See, the thing is, okay, so so where are you getting this from? Uh, Wikipedia. So this seems like, so that seems that seems like real information, but the, by, by the same token, having watched her on television, she seems like the real deal. I wonder if she is one of those, you know, reaches rock bottom and then suddenly is born again and has the weird conversion. Cause she didn't seem like she was faking it. Well, I mean, she might not be faking it. You don't have to fake intelligence, but what if she has like just a... Uh, she can uh, like hold a lot of things in her mind. What if she's a mind. savant and she's using it to peddle religion? Exactly, because maybe she just can memorize things really. No, well. no, no. That is a, that's interesting. So maybe she doesn't. And I'm not trying to. Uh, I don't know. But maybe she's not really religious. Maybe she is just freakishly intelligent, and she figured out how to use it, and she's leveraging it for religion. We have to break, but there's a famous story about, you know who Dr. Joyce Brothers is? Mm-hmm. Dr. Joyce Brothers became, she. most people don't remember this. Here's how Dr. Joyce Brothers became really famous. She has an almost photographic memory. And there was a television program called the $64,000 Question, which is a quiz show. And the deal is, on the $64,000 Question, you were sometimes allowed to pick your own category. And so Dr. Joyce Brothers, who is about four feet tall and tiny, uh, she's four feet tall, she's tiny, and she was a little blonde girl at the time. She was like 25. She decided her gimmick to win on the 64th. She wanted to be famous. And so at that point, she was a nobody. Nobody knew who she was. But she memorized everything there was to know about boxing. And then she went on the $64,000 question, and they loved her as a contestant because the gimmick was, hey, she's a five-foot-tall, tiny, blonde girl who's an expert in boxing. <laughs> and she was just freakishly smart and had memorized everything there was. And she was one of the first people to make it all the way to the end and to answer the $64,000 question at the end. And that was her deal. She told the story later. She's like, she's like, I figured my novelty would be something that a woman shouldn't know, so I just memorized all I could about boxing. That's so maybe that's what uh, well, Melissa Scott because to. it does seem like it would make sense because what so she meets this her first husband who's uh, into porn right. she all of a sudden poof becomes a porn star then she divorces him meets the new husband you know gets married a year later right. he's all religious poof she becomes super religious that's so weird 
Okay, now I have to find pictures of her. Just so, you know, for so I can Just know. Just for research. Well, so I can see what Jesus saved her from. We have to break. Back after this, it's the Rick Emerson Radio Program. There's a hilarious and uh, and creepy O.J. Simpson exercise video that came out, obviously, before the unpleasantness. And by that, I mean killing. The where he uses a whole lot of phrases that you could take out of context. Well, they sound creepy in context. Where he's like, this one will really get your blood flowing. This oh. one will really get the blood moving down your body. And then there's, but at one point, and I think it's in the exercise video that he says this. He's, you know, it's like all exercise videos where he find, he does like a gesture. And then you do it like 30 times, and then you switch. So it's, you know, left, two, three, four, right, two, three, four. And he does this one gesture where it's like he's sort of swinging his hand, sort of like um, he's, it's sort of like you're throwing a discus. Imagine like you're doing that. And he's sort of doing this and swinging the back of his hand like he's throwing a discus. And he actually says at one point, this one's good if your wife gets out of line. <gasps> I'm paraphrasing, oh. but he said something very similar to that. It's it's something like this is one you can use on your wife. It's he it's just like unbelievably creepy. So somebody will find it and send it to us, but it's it's out there. The O.J. Simpson exercise video. So that may be in that found footage film festival that's coming. Cool. So all right, uh, let's welcome down to the. Did we get you a theme at one point? Let's we did see. have one. What was the theme that we had for you? Are we talking about our blessed child today? Oh, no. No, 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 no. This is actually about a different... Uh, this is about something else. Um, let's welcome now to the Rick Emerson radio program. Uh, <laughs> CBS Radio Portland marketing guru, Susan Reynolds. Hello. That does describe how I feel most days. It really does. How's your day going? <laughs> I don't know. Right. No, no, my day is going. My day is going very well. Did you see this? I am legend. I, I, uh, thing. Look at that. How great is that? So fantastic. Will Smith. I am legend. Last man on earth plus vampires. Um, all right. So let's now talk about this uh, Vietnamese tequila thing. Have you really taken a good look at this, Susan? Hold on. Let me just let's, set these in front of you. Yeah. Hold on. Must you? Right here. Oh, oh. All right. Now, for those who do not know, you can go to myspace.com slash am970 and you can see video footage, full motion video of these two bottles of Vietnamese tequila brought back from Vietnam by Richie Bristol. One of them has a cobra and a garden snake. One of them has a cobra clutching a scorpion. Both of them have things that look like tapeworms, but which they insist are ginger. So <laughs> the, 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 the number of questions just raised by this tequila is staggering. So... A, Sarah and I cannot figure out how they got these things inside the bottle to begin with because it doesn't look like there's a seam at the bottom. All right, Susan, how did they get them in there? Well, Rick thinks they fought to the death. I, I was thinking they put them they in there and then they, together. and then they yeah, they grew they grew up as you know they grew up it's sort of like um and then in a moment frozen in time <laughs> like posed. a time capsule. I uh, yeah you know they they might have gotten in there when they were babies. Well, yeah, I, I don't know. I mean, I have nothing. I mean, because the opening of the bottle is very small, and unless you know, it is. You were talking yesterday about a ship in a bottle kind of thing. But see, could, but I don't think. It, but it doesn't look like there's a seam at the bottom. I don't want to touch it even to lift up. I I saw these sitting in your office yesterday. Yeah, I'm gonna leave them there so the uh, new GM can come by. There and, you go. How are yeah. you doing? Fine. Bam. Both Put it right on the desk in front of me. But I said, right I, it really, it's just creepy. I, uh, I'm all tense. My shoulders are all the way up in my ears. I, um, I walked by Rick's office, and then I sort of did a double take, and I went in, and I said, what is that? He said, I can't tell you. You must tune in at 11. <laughs> like, come on, tell me. I don't want to wait. I'm looking at the bottom, and it is conceivable, I guess, that the bottom was put on last. I mean, I guess I could see that, because the thing is, they're posed. Be careful with that, Rick. It's not just... 
Really, if you drop this and it breaks, oh my oh, no. God, no, we'll get in our cars and here. run. <laughs> yeah. no, I'll never come back. You'll have to come back in a hazmat suit. No, 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 I will. I will be gone. I will be heading for the border. Um, okay, so as you can see, that one's been opened. Do you want to smell it? No. You should totally smell you it. Smell I smelled it. it. Come on, Susan. Smell it. All the kids are smelling it. I open it. Well, it, I'm not opening it. It'll make you look grown up. Ugh. What if I throw up? You in tell here? your daughter this is what all the kids are doing these Actually, days. Wait. Tell your daughter if she starts with any sort of drug, this is what it will inevitably lead to. Next thing you know, she'll be slurping down cobra juice. Can I have a barf bag over here? <laughs> I mean, I don't want to sully your... We're just going to take the lid off of this wand that's uh, this Vietnamese. This is the wand with the cobra and the scorpion. Do I have to really put my nose in there? Well, I mean, just careful. Don't... Oh. Yeah. Oh, okay. Get it away. Get it away. Okay. Yeah, so there you go. Um, I have a very, uh, very sensitive gag reflex. Fantastic. <laughs> Just in case uh, you're wondering. All right. So oh. now here's the thing. So now Richie himself. Richie, is it that you've just smelled this, or if you, Richie, uh, please uh, now, uh, please to be coming to the uh, to the studio if you can uh, with the uh, whatnot. Oh, Richie. It's called Sex Panther. Oh, Richie. By Odeon. Hello, Richie Bristol. Hello. All right, so it, correct me if I'm wrong. You haven't tried either of these. Oh, no. It, so, But some of them, has that one just been opened or has actual liquid been consumed out of it? I left it on a bar at a hippie fest, and I came back and it was open. <laughs> oh. I don't know if they were like... Somebody somewhere has... Huh. All right, so... Now, are you, now you're never going to drink any of this, right? It's just... It's just you did Rich, I think want. Richie would do it. I would if I watched somebody else do it because then I could feel like a man. If you had like a, or if, or if there was like a tester to let you know that it was safe, like yeah. a food taster. Okay, I don't know who is going to be the tester for this. So this was my question. Now Aaron Duran was in the studio last week, and he was kind of doing some sort of a masculine fronting about I'd drink that. Mm -hmm. So like the audience will have to pay me, but I'll do it. And immediately people began emailing in. They're like, I'll give ten bucks right now. They're <laughs> like, I, and he's like, I need more than ten. So th what Aaron had proposed is that he would come in Friday, and if the tally of donations only audience reached a certain point he would then drink it, some of this vile concoction and then somebody else called in and was like hey i'll do it for free just to just to just to put aaron in his place and just so there was just like this sort of weird like mexican standoff happening wow. about this tequila so my question to you susan reynolds is in a post intercom kills its listeners by filling them full of water right world how feel ye about this? I, I feel very bad about this, and I do believe that our lawyers would feel even worse. I mean... But me Susan, there has to be ways to work around it. I mean, if they're willing to do it. I mean, we're not making anybody drink Well, this, no, that, that is true, and we would, of course, have them sign the release form. Um, but would that stand up in a court of law? Do you law? suppose there's any release that is sufficient to cover the drinking of something that is filled with scorpions and cobra? I do not. And if asked in a court of law, I will say the same. <laughs> I what do if not. we get a lawyer to help us write up a really good... That's a great idea. You know, hey, but man. ironclad, Susan, ironclad. There is no such thing I have found out. Hey, man, are you going to be drinking some cobra juice? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, yeah. All right. I, I really do not know. What if it happens off-premises? But it's still, are we still attached to it? Well, attached to what? We're covering as a new street, Rick and Sarah. No, I'm just, that's what I'm saying. Well, look, we cover a lot of things. You know what? We talk about a lot of things that happen in other places. Florida, Germany, the moon. <laughs> what if this, instead of happening in Florida or Germany, just it happened uh, you know, in Portland? We were simply uh, covering it as a new, we are local and relatable. Well, if you were covering it as a news story. A local man. 
Right. Like we did a whole lot of and finally today. Yeah. A local man has decided to <laughs> blah 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 a blah blah. A local man has dropped dead. <laughs> a local man has been filled with cryptosporidium. Uh, so if this were to happen at some other location and it was simply to be covered by us as a legitimate news story here on AM 970 KCMD Portland, a news talk radio outlet. And let us not forget the key phrase, unbeknownst to Susan Reynolds. Of course. Well, no, because I have no... Uh, no, we wouldn't know. I mean, what's the, I mean, really, what's the worst that can happen? I mean, really, honestly. Someone goes blind. But see, but that's not going to make you go blind. You'd have to drink a lot more booze to, than that to go blind. We're talking about like a little taste, like just a little just tip of the tongue, just a little bit. We're not saying they're going to be pounding shots. No, well, no, no I, I can't imagine that anybody could stomach more than a shot. Of <laughs> no, and if we let a lot of the cobra out of the tea, it's just going to start rotting. Let a lot of the cobra out. Pardon me while I let the cobra out. Now these are <laughs> these are um, poisonous animals in these in these jars. Yes, <laughs> at one time. Probably. One I mean, time. maybe not now. So. Because you figure the alcohol probably took all the poison away. Well, that's what we need to research them, whether or not alcohol has the killing capacity to get rid of the poison. Someone told me the baby cobras are not poisonous. That they're uh, the poison whatever glands or whatever it is. They don't develop till they're older. Somebody told me that a baby cobra does not have poison. I mean, that clearly is a baby. That it's like a whatever the snake version of puberty is. That it mm. develops later in life. Mm -hmm. So uh, I don't know if that's true or not. How it's, do we know that's not a teenage cobra? In which case, <laughs> that is all true. bets are off. And I don't know about the scorpion. I have no knowledge of... Uh, of I believe those are poisonous. Really? Well, are they all poisonous? Well, are they really poisonous, though? Who's to say? <laughs> hey, that, it's it's kind of poisonous. Hey, the new, the new KUFO PD, he's from Arizona. We could ask him. He might know. He might be able to weigh in on this. All right, so if, theoretically, this were to happen elsewhere, mm -hmm. and we were to just get wind of it somehow... Mm -hmm. And to cover it, maybe, as some sort of a uh, area man takes plunge into bizarre <laughs> liquor. Uh, then, you know, then you don't know anything about that. No, no. All right. I don't, and I won't. And please just tell me when it's all over and done with. You want one more smell? No. All right. Well, let's hold on. Let's see what the, what the we've got a couple of observations about this. Hello, you're on the Rick Emerson Show. Hi. Hey, Rick. Justin, right off this. What's up? Chat to see if it's uh, the alcohol content and what's, uh, what, if it's poisonous or not. All right. Uh, okay. Second. But. And uh, um, with any poisonous, you know, snake or uh, bug, you can remove the gland or remove the poison before doing something with it. See, I'm not entirely sure that they would have taken the trouble to do that, though, because this is being sold to tourists who, by definition, will never be back, especially if they're dead. So <laughs> my question is... It doesn't really seem like you're going to be tracking down the Vietnamese Better Business Bureau about this. <laughs> right. My question more for Richie is... How is it tequila? Because tequila has to be made from the agave cactus, which you can only get in Mexico. How is it made in in uh, Vietnam or wherever? That's true. Did the guy tell you it was tequila? No, it's lost in translation. It's called rue, which is a different kind of liquor of theirs. But but is the closest equivalent to it tequila? Yeah, it makes you want to fight. So it's like the worms. So it's basically like tequila. So because it makes you angry and it's got a thing floating it in it. It smells a lot more like a like a really strong vodka. So there you go. So maybe it's like a ginger vodka. Yeah, my bet's it's more more on a rum because it's it's easier to it make. It sounds like somebody wants to come in and verify by tasting. I'll do it. I ain't afraid. See, let's see what yeah, I see. Have, this is what I'm you'll saying. You'll be afraid when you see it. Exactly. It. They're all. Afraid. It's very easy to not be afraid uh, on the other end of the radio. But no, I'm saying. I'm a bartender, and one of my best friends is, uh, is a bit of a moonshiner, and he made some grappa that was like 135 proof. And I wish I hadn't drank it, but I still did it. See, it's not really the alcohol factor. It's the fact that there are, like, huge mutant insects and snakes floating in it. Yeah, but they're dead. They're not going to bite me. All right. Well, that's what people think about zombies. All right. That's true. Bye now. <laughs> All right. A couple more. Hi, you're on the Rick Emerson Show. Hi there, Rick. Hey. Susan and Tim. 
Sarah, of Hello. course. Uh, I don't know why you guys are so concerned. I mean, they wouldn't sell it if it killed you. Uh, oh, says so <laughs> who? Well, uh, they don't have FDA there. It's communist. I, I mean, that's you ask Mattel toys about that. <laughs> I mean, they wouldn't sell it if it made you really sick. No, either. of course, no, of course no. not. Are you being sarcastic? No, I'm being truthful. Really? I mean, have you I, ever been to like a regular American liquor store, sir? It, yeah. I Everything mean, like, there will kill you and <laughs> makes you sick. Oh, like Everclear. I mean, something like that. But I, I, it's not going to kill you if you drink it. Take a sip. See, here's the thing. You're just you're just making that up. That's just being pulled out of one of your orifices. Well, you have no scientific it, underpinning it, for this. Have statement. you seen anything for share, sale that will kill you if you take a bite or a sip of it? The worm on the bottom of the tequila. Have you seen you anything for sale in any store anywhere? Well, I mean, I don't know. One, one for consumption. For I, in, consumption. In, 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 in this country or elsewhere? Any country. Well, how would I know by definition? Uh, well, I'm just if saying, somebody... have you in your observations through life, any country you've You sound been unnecessarily to... confrontational about this. No, I just it just seems kind of natural. I'm saying uh, there are things that, look, every you hear about the salmonella and the E. coli and so forth, one bite of that, inside it's liquefied. You're telling me. Yeah, you, you got me there. That's but, what I'm saying. But, All right, now we're done. Bye. Yeah. All right. Uh, hi, Rick Emerson Show. Hey, Rick Emerson. Hey. I wanted. To, I didn't uh, care for that guy's tone. Yeah, I didn't either. Hey, was that stuff intended for human consumption, or is it just a novelty item? That's a good yes, question, sure. Richie. One of those things that you can buy at Ross that has, you, you know, like it's all full of the floating tomatoes and stuff? No. Is, is it like that mystery meat that they sell on the bottom shelf at the, the Food for Less? <laughs> no, I talked to a few people that drink it. Though. All right, really? Was yeah. it, were, these, were these people who were in Vietnam or people here? Yeah, I couldn't really understand them, but it sounded like they said they drank it. Oh, <laughs> you know, they, they were really just, enjoyed uh, it. Do you suppose once you're back no, in the foolish that, American? Yeah. I think I was telling you where the bathroom was. <laughs> totally, yeah. I, I noticed there's room for, here, for a label on here, and there is no label, so we don't know. All right. Uh, okay. I also wanted to announce the uh, return of Baby Ricky to Portland. Oh, with a billboard, the very Where's special. Baby Ricky? The, where Where is Baby Ricky? Baby Ricky is up on the uh, up on the west side of 82nd Avenue, right where he belongs. Of course. Uh, just a little bit south of Holgate. 82nd and Holgate. Excellent. And, uh, I also I also wanted to ask, did you ever get the uh, sounder that I sent you? Uh, which sounder? It was the Delana sounder that I sent in for the competition. Uh, and uh, no, if you re if you send it to Richie at 970.am, uh, he will make sure that I get it. Okay. And then I'll make that your sounder. Otherwise, we could just use Scotty J's goddamn. All right, send me, send it to Richie, and then we'll start using it, sir. Okay, thank you. All right, you. thank you. All right, we're going to get Steve Kastenbaum in just one second. All right, so, uh, okay, well, we'll so look at this. if we do this. a little research, can we maybe pitch it to you again? Can we come back to you with, this is like when you send us away for more uh, for more analysis. <laughs> Subject needs more study. <laughs> yes. Uh, well, yes, you, you can certainly raise this up the flagpole one more time. Answer hazy. Try again. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, absolutely not. Yeah. No, I, I would, I would, I, I still think the lawyers will never say yes. So. All right. What if I just send it? Maybe I'll just send Deb like a snapshot of this and just say, may we feed this to our audience? Why yes, don't we no. just pack up one of these bottles and send just, it to her as a nice little holiday gift? <laughs> That's a great idea. Uh, only, and that's a gift that only a lawyer would really appreciate, by the way. Yes. Something that is poisonous in at least three different ways. Fantastic. Mm -hmm. All right. Thank you, Susan. Oh, you're so welcome. All right. Susan Reynolds, CBS Radio Portland Marketing Guru. All right. Let's welcome now to the Rick Emerson Show from New York City. Singing on radio correspondent and man about town, Steve Kastenbaum. Hello, sir. Hey. Hey, what's up with you, brother? Having a good time. Hey, did you... I, we may have talked about this yesterday. I apologize. Did you see this... Um, this bottle of, of Vietnamese vodka tequila that we have? 
Yeah, I, I uh, did. <laughs> All right. Yeah, the, the, did you see the full motion video of it? Yes, very impressive. It really does. Let me ask you this. Is there any amount of money that would get you to take a shot of that? Oh, no. No. <laughs> okay, that was great. Um, well, all right, then. Well, we'll just move on. Well, I mean, New York City is not without its uh, small, weird, off-the-beaten-path uh, kiosks, stands, racks, stores, whatever, that just sell curiously or unlabeled bottles of whatever. Oh, yeah, you go down to Chinatown and you see all that stuff. Yeah, I mean, I met this, here's a, this is a brief story, not to, be, uh, not to be picking on the Asian countries, but the last time I was in San Francisco, my wife and I went to San Francisco a couple Christmases ago, and then we uh, wandered through Chinatown on Christmas Day, and of course, you know, everything's open, and I've got to tell you, it, there, it's, this is, you do realize that this world is covered with aliens, and I'm talking about the plants and animals and vegetables that different continents and countries have. Because, you know, you do see some, you know, some woman is there, and she's just filling a paper bag full of something that she's clearly going to go home and cook or eat or season or make into a soup or something. And you look at it, and it's like some Star Trek vegetable. <laughs> and you're saying to yourself, like, it, it, you, you halfway expect it to be like Cleopatra on the Adams Family and just take off your hand. So it's, this world is full of things that grow and occur naturally that are just freaky or terrifying or both. Have so. you ever seen the durian fruit from, from that part of the world? I don't, uh, I don't believe uh, I have, no. All right, uh, if you get a chance to go online and you can take a look at the picture, it's called Durian, D-U-R-I-A-N. Right? Hold on, hold on. I'm going right now. Hold on. Uh, I'm just going to go to Google image search here. Right. D-U-R-I-A-N. Fruit, right. Durian. Right. Two words, Durian fruit. fruit. That'll bring up a bunch of pictures. All right. Now, uh, you look at this thing, and just look at the outer part of it. Now, to me, that says, don't eat me. Totally. It's right. it's like it's like a um it's like an avocado cactus. Exactly. So you open this thing up and there is a fleshy interior. Sort of looks like a, a giant like like nut or, or or seed of some sort. But I, I kid you not, it, it smells like gasoline when you open it up. <laughs> Are you looking at this thing, Sarah? This is freaky. It's really unnerving. Is it, I mean, yeah, you're right. The outside. It reminds me of one of those. What are those? What what are those trees that have the um, the spiky balls that hang from the leaves? That's like that's like the thing they drop. You know what I'm talking about? And they get they're really sharp. It's like yeah, they're a, everywhere. It's like a spiky golf ball. This kind of looks like a big green lumpy one of those. It's like it's like an avocado an avocado covered in spikes. Oh, weird. And then you're saying it smells like gasoline. Oh, my, a friend of mine brought it to the beach one day. And people within like a 50-foot radius were all making faces like, "What is that smell?" <laughs> and they made him. We made him bury it in the sand. It, he loved it, but oh, the most pungent-smelling uh, fruit I had ever experienced. But that's just because you know I didn't grow up with it in my life. So. Sure, it, it gives you, well, it's like you know my my friend Aaron was in the studio last week, and you know, and he's you know it, every Sunday morning is Sunday morning time to have Bloody Marys and menudo, and I just you know there's just no way I just I can't get with that. All right. Uh, well, speaking speaking of food and New York City, Steve Castro Bell. Um, so this is so. What is it? In New York, there's a whole business where they're trying to get. Is it all restaurants or just fast food restaurants? This is what to, to show how many calories. I thought they already had to. Like if you go to a McDonald's, there's a sign that already says like the calories. I thought they already had to do that. If you're lucky, you can find the sign. Sometimes it's on uh, one of the pieces of paper that's on the tray that you take. Uh huh. But, you know, it's really not easily uh, accessible or immediately accessible as you're placing your order. So the idea here in New York is to require 
fast food restaurants, and by fast food, they're saying any restaurant that has 15 or more outlets nationwide, so it doesn't have to be a really big fast food joint, they want to require them to post on their overhead uh, menus at the registers the calorie content next to each item so that a person making a purchase can see how many calories are in that meal before they order it. Yeah. And so well, that's one of those things where you just don't want to know, though. Like, I would just assume that, you know, I'd rather I'd rather live in blissful ignorance about the fact that, you know, whatever, some, some crispito uh, that I'm ordering at Taco Time has 900,000 calories in it. That's part of the joy is, you know, it's... You just you just never know exactly how fat it's going to make you and how slow it's going to make your heartbeat. I did some research uh, for you just for the show, and I went and checked out some of the fast food joints' hamburger calorie contents. The worst that I could find, I could be wrong. Hardee's. This is not scientific, but uh, I went on Burger King's site, and they're triple Whopper with cheese, 1,230 calories. 1,200? See, but in a weird way, it's like that makes me want one. I mean, it, look, it's like, you know what it is? It's like I will eat, and I think I speak for Sarah on this, I will eat a food if it's good and really low in calories. Like if it's, uh, you know, whatever, you get some lean cuisine thing, or just I'm a big fan of like a, seafood, like a tuna fish, you know, like tuna fish meals I like a lot. And so you get something like that, uh, you know, that's like two, 300 calories, I'll eat that. If you get me something, a hamburger that is 3,000 calories, I'll eat that as well. Something that's in the middle ground, like 800 calories, that has no appeal to me. This is 800 calories. I can't eat this. But if you make it 3,000 calories, I will totally eat it because it's just like so much. How can you not, you know? Yeah. Well, uh, it's, a, it's a challenge to see if you can finish it. Well, that's the thing is, yes, yeah, it's, it's sort of like it is. It is. It is a defiance to your humanity. You must. You must prevail over over the burger or the whatever it is. Fantastic. Yeah. <laughs> uh, and, and by the way, if you ever are, I don't know if they have Hardee's there, but I do strongly encourage you to stop by Hardee's because Hardee's, I, I mean, you would think that they would not want anything in their title that even sounds like the word heart because you eat there and it's like it, you can just feel all of your blood just slowing down. Uh, you know what I mean? <laughs> just everything yeah. in your body going. Yeah. It's like suddenly all of the suddenly your heart and all of your blood vessels become like a team of Phoenician rowers. And it's a lot of like heave, ho. Eve, just desperately trying to push the hemoglobin through your body. You know what I mean? You know, for some reason, we don't have any Denny's or Artie's within within the city, and 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 in the in Manhattan proper, uh, we only recently got our first uh, few IHOPs. Now, I don't the, know why that is. Uh, you know, you're probably better served. The IHOP is good because they got those chocolate chip pancakes. Other than that, it's kind of pointless. And friendly. Uh, you don't see them in Manhattan. No. All right, my friend. Well, um, I guess we'll talk to you. So we'll give you an update tomorrow if you're on about the about this Vietnamese vodka. We're going to try to get some uh, poor fool to drink this by the end of the week. Hey, can I just, just play you one quick George Bush moment of zen? Please do. Uh, I was listening to his introduction of uh, the leaders from uh, Israel and the Palestinian Authority at this peace summit, at the Mideast uh, Peace Summit in Annapolis. Uh -huh. And so you would think uh, because he's made such a big deal about this around the world and this is his moment to shine and something that may save his reputation at the end of his presidency, uh -huh. you would think that George Bush would have practiced saying those leaders' last names and first names. Well, apparently he didn't. Here you go. Prime Minister Ehud Olmo. And President Mahmoud Abbas. <laughs> <laughs> you would think that they would at least have the presence of mind to write it out phonetically in big letters on a cue card. Yeah, what's funny is he was reading off of a piece of paper. Oh, right. Mahmoud. <laughs> you know, it's almost hard to believe people don't take us seriously as a country these days. That's his right. lasting legacy right there. Enjoy your day, my friend. We'll talk to you soon. Okay. There you go. CNN radio correspondent Steve Kastenbaum. I dig that guy.
We got to get him out here one of these. Oh, days. he's super rad. Uh, let's get a call, a couple of these poison, uh, these cobra calls, and then we'll break. Come back with Tim Riley. Hi, you're on the Rick Emerson show. Hey, um, I'm all excited about that dragon in a bottle contest. It sounds like fun. I would suggest that you contact poison control first and find out what is the maximum or the minimum lethal dose of antifreeze and proceed forward from there. What? I don't understand. I know. I, yeah, I, out, okay, let's say somebody picks up a bottle of antifreeze and they drink it. What's yeah, I know. What's lethal dose? Right, okay. Okay, and then work backwards from there as far as as far as how much how much of your your, uh, your Vietnamese back alley. Oh, liquor. I see. So you should, op- okay, so you're suggesting that we use antifreeze as like an analog, that we, we sort of, as yeah, an exactly. equivalent. Okay, use so that as our X factor and kind of follow it backwards from there and then at least, you know. Okay, uh, so uh, that, that does make sense. It's sort of like a, it's sort of like a control group. Something like I a, don't like know. a stand-in because the toxicity of this beverage cannot really be accurately assessed without drinking it. So we find a, something with a known toxicity level to use as a benchmark. And maybe maybe have a uh, one of those uh, blood cleansing machines there just in case somebody's looking to go out. <laughs> one of those Keith Richards machines that just swaps <laughs> it, swaps it up for a new plasma. I like your style, sir. Thank you, Thank you sir. All, All right. right. So uh, we can get somebody in to test the toxicity, right? That's a good question. How would we? Who? How? Who would? And we, we take a sample of the liquid and give it to. Some sciencey person? Oh, uh, oh, no, no, not OHSU. What's the O? Oh, oh, uh, OMSI. We can have OMSI do it, maybe. <gasps> no, 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 no. What about the guy at the House of Reptiles? Remember the, the Criswell at the House of Reptiles? Yeah. He might know about uh, these cobras, at least, and the scorpion. He might know about their poison. But, I mean, what can you really tell? I mean, we can, all That's you're looking true. at through is a bottle. So we would need to take, like, a syringe full of this and give it to some scientist who can analyze this and determine if it's full of death. Which it almost assuredly is. Hi, we have to break here in a second. You're on the Rick Emerson Show. Hello. Hey, Rick. Hey. I'm kind of thinking on the CYA angle here. Now, you go to the zoo, it says don't feed the animals. You go to a museum, it says don't touch. But how many times do you see people feed the animals and touch stuff in a museum and everything like Always. that? So if it's sitting on a shelf and clearly marked for display only, not for human consumption, and you've got a big skull and crossbones on it, and the 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 on-air staff just happens to be looking away, and the guy, they turn around, no, don't drink that, and the guy has it in his hand and drinks it. What it this you know, actually, it's Richie, not on you. This is actually Richie Bristol suggesting that we have them sign a form pledging that they will not drink it, that it's for display purposes only, and that they will not drink it, and then, of course, yeah. if they do, then that's on them. Richie yeah. is an evil master. Richie really is a genius. Excellent. Thank you, my friend. All right. All right, there you go. we got a break. Come back after this with Tim Riley at the Ministry of Truth. Uh, later on, top five show tunes for my personal music collection. Um, well, what the hell else? Well, some other stuff. Oh, the Zeppelin giveaway. We get the Zeppelin giveaway on the way uh, as well, and it's the worst song you ever heard you say. There's the Rick Emerson radio program. Don't go anywhere. show Aaron's all offended that we're calling it tequila. I got that, too. All right, sorry. Says, Rick, my people have had enough problems without you saying we're stuffing dead reptiles, arachnids, and worms into our liquor of choice. Sorry. All right. 
503-733-2970. Somebody suggested naming it. See, now I have to get rid of these names like Snakeila. Also, Ricky Tiki Tequila. I quite like that one. All right, 503-733-2970. I just want to share these small fun facts with you about the Plaid Pantry, uh, and then we'll uh, move on. Did you talk to Kristen today? Kristen Bowie? Yeah. No, it, our man isn't there. I don't know what that's, what that's about. If he's moved on to other endeavors, he was asked to leave. Oh, no, she said that he told her on Friday that it was his last day. Really? And then he he wiggled his uh, wedding finger at her, and he's like, when are you going to fill this finger for me? Oh! Are you kidding me? No. How creepy is that? Oh. Okay. Have you seen what they replaced him with? No, oh. I haven't been there in a while. <laughs> Just as bad? <laughs> yeah, I'll let you find out. Oh, uh, All right. From the prison work relief crew. <laughs> um, right from a... Right from a TriMet bus that is heading to 82nd. Oh. Uh, so on the front of the plaid pantry, by the way, is the following handwritten sign. I have, I have now. I, it was so important I wrote it down. I wrote this down. This is an accurate uh, depiction of, of what the sign says. It says, "Food stamps is out of order." Sorry. There you go. <laughs> the punctuation was correct. I'll give him that though. Food stamps is out of order. Sorry. To be fair, they are speaking to the food stamp users in their native tongue. Uh, tongue being, what is it they say in Blazing Saddles? Authentic hillbilly gibberish. Oh, uh, come on. We're just hardly a step up from food stamps. Oh, no, no. It's, trust me. it's No, I'm, I'm with you. Um, let's see. Two other brief observations, then we'll roll the news here. Um, I, I was there uh, getting some cash out of the ATM, and um, a guy was standing in line behind me. Uh, I walk out. And the guy comes up to the counter behind me, and I think he's buying. You know, I look back just to kind of see what he's buying. Uh, it's part of my observing human nature. And I think he's getting cigarettes because he walked up the counter with nothing in his hand. And usually that means either lottery tickets or cigarettes if you walk to the counter with nothing in your hand. But instead, he says this. He goes, hey, so um, do you know what's inside this month's penthouse letters? And I mean, I'm no prude, but I mean, I just thought we were past that. Like as a technological What's in the penthouse society. letters? I, it's just a lot of dear penthouse. I never thought this would happen to me, oh. but my three hot next door neighbors came over. You know, it's just a bunch of like fake. It's a bunch of desperate. Oh, so not like letters to the editors, people like making up stories. No, and it's like them dumb up. horny guys making up crap and then sending it in to impress other dumb horny guys. And you know, which is fine, whatever. I don't pass judgment. I'm just saying, as Egon uh, would say in Ghostbusters, I thought print was dead at this point. Uh, and final observation. This is based on the cover of, uh, I, I think it was um, In Style magazine or some magazine that was on the shelf there that was not Penthouse Letters. That Jonathan Rice Myers guy, has anybody else noticed that Jonathan Rice Myers, like, is Scarlett Johansson with a beard? I don't mean a beard figuratively. I mean, like, he's Scarlett Johansson with facial hair. I don't see that. Go check out a picture of Jonathan Rice Myers where he's staring, where he's looking dead on at the camera with those kind of half asleep, dreamy eyes that he's got or whatever. You look at him and, okay, think this. Think Scarlett Johansson's brother. Twin brother, even. Look at Jonathan Rice Myers and think Scarlett Johansson's twin brother. I'm telling you, it's true. Uh, he was on the cover of a magazine. It was sort of jolting because I thought, my first thought was, is that Scarlett Johansson, like, in drag? Like, is she cross-dressing? Uh, and is it in drag if a woman dresses as a man? I, is I that still know. drag? 
I don't know. Anyway, but my first thought was it was Scarlett Johansson dressed as a man. All right, ladies and gentlemen, at the Ministry of Truth, your personal savior, Tim Riley. Time for the Rick Emerson Noon News Hour from AM 970 Solid State Radio. And now, from the Ministry of Truth, this is Tim Riley. Midline Newark, New Jersey. The boss is bringing his East Street magic to Portland next spring. After a quick North American run this fall, Bruce Springsteen and his band will be back in full force starting in February. So they're going to be here. The fall U.S. leg grossed more than $27.8 million, drew more than 298,000 fans to 18 shows. 14 of them sellouts. So uh, they're coming here soon. Meanwhile, authorities captured three out of 50 parakeets said to be causing repeated power outages in Yakul County, and euthanized them. Oh. Them right. yeah. what, what, what kind of what, what kind of a people are these? What kind of a cruel ending is that? They captured the runaway parakeets and only three out of 50. killed them. Well, why? Okay, fine. So they sent all this manpower to capture these little tweeting birds. And kill them. And kill them. This is from Yakult, Washington. Well, of course, the home of, the home of Tanya Harding. Now, the birds built nests on power lines. That's what they do. They're birds. And the nests weighed so much, they led to power outages. Oh. Some of the homes lost power due to the birds. Seriously, what could you possibly be using your power for in Yakult County? Is days of, days of our lives that important? And to add to the problem, these parakeets were imprinters. That means they return to an area even after their nests are destroyed and build new nests. They breed rapidly, so the authorities decided they must be captured and killed. So a plan was devised to catch the birds and destroy their nests yesterday and the day before. But authorities only managed to capture three of the birds. The rest flew away. Good for the birds. <laughs> Who couldn't see that coming, by the way? I don't know. We went after the birds, and then suddenly they were airborne, and they flew away. So they only captured three out of the 50, and hopefully they warned their friends not to go back to Yakult, Washington. There are better places to be. Really? So uh, that, according to Lena Whitler with the uh, Public Utilities Department. So your tax... Money is being killed on killing little it's birds. Really just a truly useless uh, use of my dollars. Uh, let's see. Uh, oh, other regions have experienced parakeet problems, such as Florida. Similar methods were attempted, and zoos will not accept birds. I wonder if they even tried. Uh, authorities believe the Yakult uh, parakeets were likely pets and either got loose or were set free and then started breeding. The Yakult parakeets are the new, the new gang in Oregon. Oh, this guy says he's eaten the scorpion out of this jar. Hi, you're on the Rick Emerson Show. Hello. Hey. Hey. Yeah, I've, I've eaten one of those scorpions before. Now, was it out of um, tequila or a, a Vietnamese product? It was out of a bottle of vodka that had come from Mexico. Okay, so this might be similar because we do believe now that this isn't tequila at all, but Mexico, uh, but Mexico, but vodka. So you, this was Mexican vodka with a scorpion in it, and you ate the scorpion? Yeah, on a fifty-dollar bet. Did you eat the entire scorpion, stinger and all? Yeah, I did. And any unpleasantness? No, I suffered no ill effects from it. Really? Uh, was it? Did it taste like scorpion? Or did it taste like vodka? It tasted like vodka. Interesting. I wonder if scorpions have a taste, like you know, if they're not covered in vodka. Huh. Yeah. All right. And so did you, you didn't you didn't get sick. Now was this like a store brand vodka, like with a label, or was it homemade? Like was it back alley vodka? It was. It had a label. I, I couldn't read it. It was Spanish. But, <laughs> but I mean, it was. Did, it, did you get the feeling that it was made in a, in a you know like in a factory somewhere? Yeah, it looked like it was made in a factory. All right. So, see, I think maybe part of the issue people are having here is that who knows what germs may exist in something that's just made on the street, basically. So, all right, interesting. Okay. Uh, just as a final note, I have to ask this. Did you eat the scorpion with your hands or with a fork? Uh, with my hands. And uh, which end did you start with? Uh, 
head first. Did you chew? Yeah, I did. So you chewed. You didn't just try to go and swallow it down. No, it was too big to swallow. Whole. How big was the scorpion? Uh, I don't know, three and a half inches long, probably. That with the tail extended? No, with the tail curled. Oh, okay. So maybe with the tail extended, maybe five inches. That's pretty impressive, actually. Still finger food. Yeah. Okay. Well done, sir. Thank you. Thank you. All right. Bye now. Here's Tim Riley, the Ministry of Truth. Well, let's go to Spokane, shall we? Can we please, huh? huh Where a student we? was dragged to death behind a pickup truck. Oh. An Eastern Washington University student died when he was dragged about four miles behind the pickup, reportedly after threatening others during a night of heavy drinking at a, at a hunting campsite. Why did you have to get me all excited about going to Spokane like that? Mm -hmm. uh, uh, let's see here. Wendell Sin Jr. of Newman Lake was jailed for investigation for second-degree murder in the death of Jared Sturman Kamen, who was uh, 20 years old. This happened on a rural road near Usk. U-S-K. Usk. Usk. It's like somebody, they ran out of letters when they got to that town. I, I don't know all we got left of these three. We don't have any consonants left. <laughs> it's going to have to be usk. Once we got usk, we got suck, we got cuss. What do we want to go with? Usk? Okay, it's usk. So the victim is described as a martial art expert and figured in a Washington State University burglary case. So last year, he lost his temper, grabbed an axe, and threatened others while he and seven others were at a drinking party at Sin's hunting campsite. Uh-huh. Uh, let's see. Uh, and he was dragged behind a truck. Mm-hmm. Uh, Sin told a 17-year-old to get into the truck and be prepared to take off. Sin uh, then reportedly tied a rope to the truck's trailer hitch around this uh, fellow and told the teenager to drive away. Well, the teenager didn't know that this guy was tied to the back of the pickup truck, or so he claims. The victim is described at this point as being three inches tall. Yeah, like a scorpion. Uh, deputies found the pickup truck with a dead student tied to the hitch after the 17-year-old called at 11.30 to say somebody was chasing him down the road. I don't think being chased down the road is an accurate way to describe the situation. I think chasing, chasing might be sort of an elastic term at this in this story. Uh, on his web space, uh, the victim uh, describes himself by the nickname of Bubba. He's an enthusiast of combo combat sport fighting and wrote, "I've without an apostrophe between the I and the V been known to get a little wild at times, and I'd like to live by the motto: go big or go home." I'm not really sure which one he's done here, actually, to be honest. All right. I love the idea that he called the police to say the guy was chased. I'm being chased by a scalp. It's the worst thing ever. I'm looking in my rearview mirror. There's the top of a head, and it's gaining on me. Oh, God. I was all set to feel sad for the guy, but it sounds like he was a jackhole. So, all right. That happened at Usk. Usk. Really? Who ties themselves to the back of a truck and says, go? Well, we know a guy who calls himself Bubba on MySpace. Eve... Always lived by the motto, get big or go home. All right. Uh, let's see. Hi. Uh, you're on the Rick Emerson Show. Hello. Rick. Hello. Good morning. Hello, sir. Excellent show. Thank you, my friend. Highlandunique.com. You can buy it on the interwebs. The, the, the what, the snake liquor? Cobra Snake Whiskey. Cobra Snake Whiskey. And is, is this an American website? Um, it looks like it. In other, in other words, are they, are well, they... actually, it's British. Because it's in pounds. All right, okay. So, uh, and so, does it look a dumb question? So, is it just like a bottle of whiskey with it with a with a snake in it? It's a bottle of whiskey with a king cobra sitting inside it. Okay, so th so there is precedent for this. So this is not that unusual then. So maybe the scorpion is the thing that really makes this different. Um, could be. They've got scorpion whiskey on here too. Oh well, there you go. So if they sell scorpion whiskey and cobra whiskey, cha ching, we've got scorpion cobra whiskey. Not that crazy then.
Yeah, and the cobra snake stuff has ginseng roots and herbal seed pods in it. This that's has exactly that's what this exactly has. what this is. It's got herbal roots and seed pods. You can see it. This is that's you are describing exactly what we have here. The only difference is that the bottle is kind of is kind of like a flask. Right. So the cobra's all coiled up down in the bottom. Yeah, this is no, this is not. Yeah, this is a wide bottle. Yeah, so, this is, it's kind of curled in the bottom, but this is pretty long cobra. But yeah, you are describing exactly what this is. Do, are there any warnings? Do they give any sort of like disclaimer about it? None. It says real. It says with a farm, real farm raised baby cobra snake, ginseng roots, and herbal oh, seed pods. I want to work on a cobra farm. That's, that's so adorable. <laughs> that would be the best job ever. It's so cute in a strange kind of way. Uh, fantastic. Okay. Uh, do me the favor. Can you, can you at your next opportunity, email me that link? Sure. I gave it to Richie if he wrote it down. Uh, uh, what is? Just give it to me now. What is the link? It's www. Thailand Unique. Thailand Unique. Yeah, Thailand Unique is one word, dot com. All right, com. All right, I am headed there right now. Okay, here we go. Excellent. All right, thank you, my friend. I appreciate it. You're very welcome. Hi, Hi sir and Tim. Bye. Hi. Uh, out. All right, there you go. Uh, here we go. And this looks like a real reputable website. Oh, and here it is. This is this is a picture of it right here. And it's, you know what? The, the king... Here's one just called Mixed Bugs. That's one of the best... Who wants to know the top Whoa. ten? Is that kind of like a... Uh, Does it have a picture? Who wants to know a the... south of the border trail mix? <laughs> totally. Who wants to know the top ten sellers at Thailand Unique? Oh, I do. Okay. Bestseller number one, King Cobra Snake Whiskey. Bestseller number two, Mixed Bugs. I like the fact that there's no additional detail, by the way. It's just Mixed Bugs. Um, <laughs> number three, Thai Red Bull Energy Drink. It doesn't even tell you the bugs. Red Bull? I like how it's... King Cobra, Mixed Bugs, Red Bull. Uh, number four, Real Scorpion, Vodka. Number five, Giant Crickets. Number six, Bamboo Worms. What? There's something really wrong here. Number seven, Real Scorpion Vodka. Number eight, Mole Crickets. Number nine, Mealworms. Mealworms are revolting, by the way. I used to have to feed those to my hedgehog. Terrifying looking creatures. Number ten, Silkworms. So the Mixed Bugs, so they're dried and bagged. Who wants a bag of dried mixed bugs? Gross. All right, so I am looking at this Cobra Snake Whiskey. It is exactly what we've got here. It's uh, This is exactly it. So look at that. That's exactly, exactly. That's, exactly uh, that's exactly it. Okay, now let's look at the real uh, scorpion liquor. Scorpion liquor. Uh, here we go. So this is, let's see, scorpion liquor. You know, so, uh, my friend David wrote me and said the bigger the scorpion, go. the less poisonous it is anyway. No, because it's not concentrated, maybe. That's, yeah, those are, that's it. That's it. This is totally it. Okay, so this is a real product, and, and at least in Thailand it passes muster. That being a relative t- statement, I suppose. Uh, all right. Well, there you go. Fantastic. All right, so now I feel better about making somebody drink this now. Here's then we should ask Susan again. So armed with our new information. Uh-huh. All right, here's Tim Riley, the Ministry of Truth. That is strange. So what are we going to do with these? Oh, no, no, no. These these will be, that's what I'm saying. They this will is, be consumed. This appears just to be a sort of generic version of what you can buy at this website. Oh. I'm no longer worried about anybody drinking this. I was, I was afraid they were going to be all dead and stuff if they drank it. But oh. I'm, 
I no longer worry about that. Well, speaking of things to eat and drink, I just came back from the refrigerator moments ago, and you'll never guess what I still saw in there. I forgot to take the tofurkey home. Darn it, I'm going to take it home myself and cook Please it do. and bring you it back to cook tomorrow. No, no, no. You no, made take... such a big I know. deal out of it. I know, it. and well, I... I, I insist that you eat that. I know, no, no, no. This is twice he screwed you. I know. I keep telling you nope. to take it. I'm going to take it and cook it and force him to eat it. <laughs> oh, I'll do it. I will. I'm sorry. I forgot to take it home. I didn't... I, it was unintentional. I don't trust you anymore. Out of... <laughs> That's twice. Turn to this twice. Studio into a den of lies. Um, I just simply out of sight, out of mind, and it wasn't upstairs until I forgot about it. So yes, if you take it and cook it, I will eat it. All right, I'll I'm, do that tonight. I'm sorry. You know what? You should take it and cook it, and you eat it, Tim. I'm only going to take a little piece of it. I have a toaster oven upstairs. If I thought we could cook it now, I would. I'm going to cook it the way it should be cooked. Okay. I'm just saying, if you want me to eat it during the show, I will. I've got a toaster oven in my office. Fair enough. All right. I'm sorry. I've shamed us all. Here's Tim Riley. Well, it's not easy being in Coulter. In response to being hassled in her Florida home, the author has successfully petitioned the Palm Beach officials to remove her address from the county property records. There have been several incidents. The most recently occurred earlier this week. So I have the police record here, and it says, I met with Ann Coulter. Uh, in reference to receiving a greeting card in her mailbox, now let's see, it was attached to her residence, and the person would have to enter her property to put the letter in the mailbox. The greeting card envelope was not postmarked. It appeared to be hand-delivered. It said, go F yourself. <laughs> the inside of the card had been uh, had a written note that stated, the only things left after a nuclear <laughs> war are you and cockroaches. Ah, that's less. Stay out of the bright lights with no makeup. You are so ugly you could turn the train up a dirt road. You are quite pitiful. <laughs> okay. See, then that comes back again at the end. Uh, then, uh, let's see, she stated... Uh, at approximately uh, 9.30 at night, she heard someone screaming, and Coulter is a big a-hole from a vacant <laughs> lot west of her property. Who can disagree with that, really? Honestly. She stated she'd call the police, but by the time they arrived, the person was gone. She stated she didn't see the person who was doing the yelling. Uh, she checked with the neighbors about all these incidents, and they reported seeing and hearing nothing. <laughs> <laughs> That's fantastic. Uh, hello. Hi. Rick Emerson Show. Hey, Rick. How's it going? What's up? Hey, yeah, I was just calling um, to tell you that uh, you wouldn't even have to worry about the venom. You sound like you've just rushed to the phone. Oh, Are no, you out of breath that. with your excitement to tell? Uh, yeah, so oh, we wouldn't yes, have to worry. About, we wouldn't have to worry about the venom. Why? Oh, because uh, the ethanol in the alcohol would uh, uh, neutralize the venom, and the venom that wouldn't be uh, neutralized would um, be just destroyed by the acids in your stomach because of the high molecular weight. It wouldn't be absorbed into the bloodstream. See, until you said high molecular weight, I thought you were just making this up like it was a thing you'd read in some, uh, like in a video game manual somewhere. Uh, oh, no, uh, uh, venoms from uh, animals usually uh, cannot harm you by uh, ingestion it's, because it of the high molecular weight. It has to okay. go into your blood your bloodstream. Directly, yes. Interesting. Which is why they bite you, which you could swallow all you want and it wouldn't harm you at all. I could sit here and eat scorpions all day. Yeah, it wouldn't bug you that way. All right, wouldn't bug me. All right, uh, all right. Well, and, okay. So that so that does make me see. I'm feeling better about this by the moment. With every passing oh, yeah. minute, I feel better about making Aaron eat this. Oh, we'll yeah. make him finish off the Cobra too. All right, excellent. Thank you, sir. No problem. All right, there you go. Here's Tim Riley, the Ministry of Truth. It looks like Google is going to end up owning everything in the world pretty soon. Yes. They're going to spend hundreds of millions of dollars in the coming year to promote cheap renewable electricity. They have dubbed the project "Renewable Energy Cheaper Than Coal." And you say they're hiring engineers. Google's doing this. And looking at advanced solar, thermal power, wind power, geothermal systems, and other technology. Google appeared to be taking advantage of large ongoing cash flow, a global brand recognition to promote alternative energy. 
Their headquarters is in Mountain View, California, one of the largest solar energy installations of any American company. I do believe that the Google is, in fact, Cyberdyne Skynet. I don't think anybody's really put forward that idea yet, but I, it is, in fact, it is, in fact, the case. I, uh, I do believe that uh, they, they will inevitably end up having self-awareness, and then we're all, we're all that effed, is so basically. Hey, is, they know about everyone. Is Kevin Federline from Oregon? Yes. I didn't know that. Yeah, remember? No, I... Because yes. him and Britney Spears, when they were married, came into town for Kevin's little brother's high school graduation. Oh, yeah, okay. Well, do you want to do a Britney watch? Nah, well, yeah, do we have one? Yes, By the do. way, Richie has created this do not eat or drink agreement. Um, says, in consideration of and the opportunity to participate in this activity with Rick Emerson show, I have and do hereby release and will hold harmless CBS and all its officers, employees, and agents from any and all liability, actions, causes of action, debts, claims, demands of any kind of nature whatsoever, specifically including any claim for negligence or acts, which I now have or which may arise out of or in connection with my trip or participation in this activity. The terms hereof shall serve as a release, indemnification, and assumption of risk for my heirs, executors, and administrators. Heirs, that's if you have to be die. Um, and then he's highlighted in all caps. I agree not to consume any food or drink of any type on or around CBS radio property. Prior to signing this document, I have had adequate opportunity to read and understand it. Um, I agree not to consume any type of food or drinks once or ever while on the property of CBS Radio Portland. Signed. Okay, that's great. Uh, also, later, I have an in-depth uh, review from someone who has consumed this, this liquor before. Complete. Are they still alive? Yes. No, it's a whole thing about what it tastes like, the sensation, what they felt like afterward. I got a whole review. I'll read that later on. Uh, is this a Britney watch? Yes, it is. Fantastic. Here's your Britney watch for Tuesday in the Rick Emerson Show. So I have all kinds of things here. Uh, first, the man representing Brittany and her driving without a license case uh, said the pop star isn't getting a fair shake. According to People magazine, J. Michael Flanagan believes the Las Vegas city attorney's office is looking to punish Brittany excessively for what he calls, quote, a fix-it ticket, unquote. The prosecution wants the singer to serve 24 months on probation. People said they even offered Brittany a legal team and a 12-month plea deal. But Flanagan refused, saying, quote, no misdemeanor violation is satisfying to me, unquote. He noted he has yet to see a person treated this way during his 38 years in the legal system. The judge in the case has postponed the proceedings till January 2nd to allow both sides to hammer out a deal. Spears, of course, was set in September for driving uh, without a valid California license. She eventually got her uh, California license in October. And the latest up here, uh, Brittany is supposed to shoot her next video today. Let's see here. Let me guess. She, ha she hasn't arrived. Uh, no, she's still at her house. It's supposed to be at a place called Social Hollywood, a swanky restaurant club in the heart of old Hollywood, wherever that is. And this is for the this is for peace of me. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, then let's see here. I had something else. I thought I had something about her driver here. Do, 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 do. No, I don't. Well, that's it. That's enough for now, I guess. Yeah, really. So Brittany hasn't shown up for her video shoot. I had a copy of a piece of me somewhere that the the new Brittany. Have you heard it? Is it bad? Nah, yeah, you know. Like mediocre. Again. Yeah, I mean it's like like the rest of the album. Let's see if I can find it here. There's your Britney watch for uh what for Tuesday. <laughs>
There you go. There's your Britney watch. All right, let's see here. Hold on. Uh, I'm trying to. I'm trying to remember if this is the if this is the song that has the uh, profanity in it, because she, you know, she's all hardcore now. Yeah, she's tough. <laughs> she, she's all street. Uh, let me see here. Hmm. Um, Jim, why don't we do one more here, and I'll see if I can find it and take it into the uh, break. The baby of the musical group Hanson will soon have his own baby. People Aww. Magazine reports Zach Hanson and his wife Kate are expecting their first child in May. Zach says he's utterly thrilled at the pending fatherhood experience. Zach well, Hanson's the zombie Hanson. Well, uh, Kate calls it, quote, the most romantic thing we've ever done, unquote. Zach's bandmate and older brothers already have their own kids. 24-year-old Taylor is the father of three, while Isaac has one child. They're like honorary Mormons or something. They, they really all do. have just, like, popped out the babies, and yeah. they got married immediately. They're just, I mean, I guess I shouldn't be so cynical about this. I was going to say, they're just so aggressively, off-puttingly wholesome. Mm-hmm. But, I mean, I guess maybe I should be, I guess I should be okay with that. I guess I should be like, hey. They, you know, they're, they're whatever, they're talented, they sing, they sing, they dance, they breed. They're the, they're the amazing, they're the amazing Hansons. I mean, I, I guess I should be fine. I don't know. I, I reflexively am just sort of cynical about it, but maybe that's, maybe that's wrong of me to, uh, of me to do. It does make me feel old, though, because he's the little kid Hanson, right? Yeah. He's the drummer. He was the dreamy one. Yeah. He, nah, no, that was Jonathan. No, no, no. no, see, now I'm getting him confused with the home improvement kid. Jonathan, 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 Jonathan Taylor, Taylor Thomas. Thomas. Well, they do kind of look alike, though. Yeah. I could sort of see and that. And they were popular right around the same time. That's true. No, I could I could see you actually getting them uh, getting them confused. Um okay, hold on, let's see here. I'm getting this Britney song. We'll take it. I'm I'm doing all this work for a song that's really lame, by the way. Um, that's all right. Yeah. We've done things like that before. No, it's true. Well witness Oh, and then when we come back though, I will read this review of the um Whatever the uh, the Britney uh, the Britney the whiskey. <laughs> Never, you know, I don't care that much. We're just maybe it's Britney. <laughs> screw it. I think we're just gonna take a break. Uh, so that, no, no, but you're thinking of the middle Hanson brother, who's the dreamy one. Zach. Taylor. Taylor. Zach is the one who just hello. We're d- well, no, I get them because I was merging their names because I thought maybe that was the same person. Like their name is Zach Taylor. No, no, no. There is um, there is Zach. Why do I know this? There is. Uh, oh, the drummer was the the youngest. The that's little, the one who just got married. One. See, he just had kids. Oh. Good See, as I'm saying Lord. that, welcome to my hell. That's how old we are. The younger, the youngest, the littlest Hanson uh, just had kids. And by the way, people what a, just can't stop reading. What a statement. Uh, what a sad statement when he says that the actual having of the kid is the most romantic thing he and his wife have done. Oh. Because the sex was just through a cloak. <laughs> the sex was just through a cloak. like It's like around a corner in a darkened room. Let's just get this part over with so we can uh, push have the, the child up. Part. So we can have this have the sexy part. By which I'm referring to the stretching, of course. Uh, and the uh, tearing. <laughs> he, was wearing, he was wearing a guy fox mask. Why of course you... it was sexy for him because he's just standing there as his poor wife is grunting it out. <laughs> we don't know if that was the case. That is the worst thing you have ever said. And you've said some awful things. That is, in fact, the worst thing that you have ever said on this program. That calls for a break right now. <laughs> Take a break. Back after this, uh, Tim Riley can use later on top five show tunes from my musical collection. Uh, we'll read this review of somebody who chased the cobra and uh, so forth. You say it's the Rick Emerson Show on AM 970 Solid State Radio. Anyway, I can't wait. To talk I about know. That. I don't have that. We don't have to talk 
about it later. Man, um, you just, the hits keep on coming. Shut up. How did you even do that? Shut up about the hits. Uh, let's see. So, I've, do we do we care enough to play these Britney, this Britney song? Does anybody want to hear it? Yeah, 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 right. I went to this trouble to get it. Yeah, my I, uh, all right, let's, uh... We're not going anywhere. Uh, that's true. I don't know, I, uh... I don't know if I want to play this or not. You know, I am suffering from all this iPod fatigue, Tim. <laughs> I am I am really becoming burned out on non-conventional music delivery methods. I'm and toss you'll... mine in the barrel. <laughs> and being able to make your own choices. I'm really, I'm really sick of being able to choose my own music. More than anything, I would like someone who bears no relation to my lifestyle to pick music for me. That's the same 200 songs <laughs> over and over again. Three quarters of them I hate. But I'll keep listening till I hear exactly what I want to hear. <laughs> You'll enjoy our massive 350-song library. Uh, all right, this is, let's see here. Mm-hmm. Oh, I guess it would help if I turned the volume up. Huh? Huh? Oh. See, it's got that weird electro bounce to it. You know what I mean? Well, do they have the guy in there going, yeah, <laughs> like they do in most of these albums? Yeah. Oh, he's probably coming up. Uh, hold on. It's just sad when she's still thinking about being in Pictures of my derriere. The rumor is she's going to die in this video. Really? Yes, I can hear it right here. Well, it's Perez Hilton. He's drawing most of the time, but still. It's, the thing is, it, it's not a bad song. It, it's it's a, it's largely an okay song because she had nothing to do with it. Because it's like the Neptunes or Timberland or whoever was just... Just cut a, cut, cut a couple of voice tracks. Take Brittany, a minute. Come by and just, not, you know, scratch tracks are fine. Because it doesn't bear any resemblance to her own voice anyway. No. She did sing this while she was pregnant, by the way. That's sexy. Mm. Um, the lyrics to the song are alternately kind of cool and embarrassing. Because on the one hand, like, you know, here's the thing. Th- these lyrics would be great if it was being sung by anybody other than Britney Spears. Because, are you reading the lyrics by any chance? No. Let me read you the lyrics. Let me just speak them aloud now, Shatner style. The lyrics would be great were it anybody but her. Because they are sort of like F you. They're kind of like in your face. Like if and she's so a... passive with everything. I don't, bl- I don't buy it. I-, I just, you know, the lyrics are very, you know, here's the thing. If, if Madonna, ten years ago, was singing these lyrics... They would totally be fantastic, uh, but it's just that Britney's singing them, and so that you a you don't believe them. She doesn't sell it, and b they're kind of embarrassing when she, when Britney sings them. Um, so here are the lyrics. Um, let's see. Yeah, I miss American dreams since I was seventeen. Don't matter if I step on the scene or sneak away to the Philippines. <laughs> they still gonna put my pictures uh, pictures of my derriere in the magazine. I hate the word derriere. Um, I miss bad media karma. Another day, another drama. Guess I can't see the harm in working and being a mama. Oh, boy. And with a kid on my arm, I'm still an exceptional earner. Uh, You want a piece of me, blah, blah, blah. Buy me a Carl's Jr. 
And then she does have, the chorus is actually pretty great, where she has that uh, Mrs. Lifestyles of the Rich and Famous, Mrs. Oh My God, Britney Shameless, whatever. Um, Mrs. Uh, too, she's Too Big, She's Too Thin. The chorus is okay if it just wasn't her. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, this, this is, we'll play a little bit, and then we'll be done with this forever. Uh, that's just awkward. Oh, yeah. Strangling a, a chicken. song it's just just that we're done with her and so if they could just have someone that we don't hate or or that we at least care about uh, put it out i'd be okay with that so there you go uh it doesn't matter the record uh, we're not here welcome as i think well as i think timmy ryan noted in his new 70 seconds she's already the record's down to i think uh number 39 something like that 45 i mean it's already that only requires sales of what 50 (laughs) britney's gone wood uh here's tim riley uh, so, a Russian man grabs a woman's cakes with the hopes of going back to prison. A police spokesman to Moscow said the man snatched the pastry dish when asked the woman to call the police while he waited. The Russian news agency said the motive for the crime was unclear, but authorities said when they arrived, the man said he just wanted to go back to jail. After checking his records, it was discovered uh, he, he was a mugger and recently finished a 12-year sentence. The cake thief faces three years with the pastry napping stunt and some good eating every day behind bars. By the way, this email says, about grunting out another one. You know, Sarah makes it sound as though she had the baby on a towel in the laundry room or something, like between soap operas. That really is true. Look, she's just sort of doing the dishes and, look, it had a baby. You know, I just saw my friend go through, you know, nine months of pregnancy, and it wasn't very fun for her, but, you know, like her... Her boyfriend got to, you know, go out and, you know, still have drinks and Smoke stuff. Smoke cigarettes and roll up his sleeves. Like Kevin Federline. And, like, so she's sitting there, you know, in the pacing. hospital bed all day, you know, and she's, I mean, yeah, that's not, that doesn't Suck look on like a nice cube. So, I mean, I can see that it would be easy for some guy to say, oh, it's romantic because he's not the one having to carry that thing for nine months. Because he's not the one having his, uh, having his business torn. Ooh, that's just something. And at the same time, she's saying, I love my husband. Yeah, totally. It's, it, this is very romantic. It's very romantic. Where's, get to the stitching. All right, here's um, Tim Riley. Senior homicide detectives of Miami-Dade, Florida, talked to several people as their part of the investigation continues into the murder of the Redskins Pro Bowl safety, Sean Taylor. Where did this happen? Miami. Damn it. Uh, The 24-year-old Taylor died around 3.30 in the morning at a Miami hospital after being shot inside a suburban Miami home yesterday morning. There's a lot of different things that our investigators are looking at. Um, but we're just not at liberty right now because it is a homicide investigation. But we do have a senior squad that is working this case and that um, are still currently conducting it, uh, interviews. Uh, Redskins fans have shock and grief. And it's tragic that it had to end that way, but I just, my heart goes out to the family and uh, all his friends and, and his uh, girlfriend. It was so devastating here to do. Well, a while ago, 
Copper miss it so much. Well, who is that crying at the end? Some football fan. You know how they are about this stuff. Really, honestly? Look, I'm not very manly of them, is it? No. I was just going to say, no, it is not, Tim Riley. Look, I'm not uh, I'm not uh, trying to make light of the loss of life. Well, what? how did he get shot? What, I mean, I, with a gun. Ha, ha. Well, when, people always get shot Miami. Well, I understand that. But I mean, if you're with, out the door, you'll be shot. In other words, to, to the best of our knowledge, had he put himself in a dangerous situation or was this like a home burglary? Like, did somebody break into his house and shoot him? Or was he, you know, was he off doing whatever that maybe he shouldn't have been doing? I, I don't know. I really don't know. Does anybody know? Just a minute. To Richie Bristol, do you know anything about sports? I'm looking it up right now. All right. Uh, oh, he was shot in his home by an intruder. Oh, well, see, that oh. sucks. See, that does suck. Yeah. Okay, see, that's, that's when trouble comes looking for you. That's no good. All right. Uh, let's see. A uh, family member called and said he was now with Jesus. So, uh, well. The family going. member called who? Uh, the press. Uh, by the way, this just in, he's with Jesus. Mm-hmm. They'll be having light lunch, then a tea, mm-hmm. then a round of cricket. That's Again, this just in, he's with Jesus. What was he with Vishnu or something earlier? I like late, later he'll be with Thoth? All right. Yeah, fine. Uh, later he'll be with Cthulhu. Hi, you're on the Rick Emerson Show. Hello. Does that mean he died? Yeah, I do believe he's dead. Yes. Oh, dear. Oh, dear. Don't, uh, cr- don't cry. No, no, no. I just didn't know. I, last I heard he Well, he was in critical condition. Yeah. Uh, and then I guess he's dead. And again, I'm not trying to be flip about it. It sounds like it, he was just wrong place, wrong time. Guy well, broke into his house, whatever. His own house was the wrong place. Yeah. With doctors, they're always putting you into a coma so that you can heal your way out of things. You know, they'll artificially induce a coma. And so I thought, I was hoping maybe, you know, uh. they, oh, he's in a coma. Well, they, you know, they do that. <laughs> yeah, no, apparently, yeah, he got shot, and I guess he just never came out of it. So. Oh, jeez. Well, anyways, uh, uh, I called uh, originally because I called the lab to do an a- analysis. I wanted to find out what that was going to cost. Yeah. A ridiculously expensive, and uh, it's someplace in Pennsylvania. Scratch that. Um, uh, why doesn't Bush just lip sync if he can't say the names? Like Britney. Hey, that's a good idea. That's a really I, good idea. He really ought to do that. Like that if whole. Anybody should. There's that whole rumor that he had like a like a radio transmitter on his yeah. back or something during one of those debates. Why doesn't he just get cut to the bottom of the page and just lip sync it? You're exactly right, sir. He never should have taken the radio off. Really. That's a great idea. And 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 uh, hopefully my home run is um, uh, uh, Tim is a vegetarian or a vegan. 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 Really. So no dairy, no animal products, no nothing. No. So nothing with. Uh, uh, vertebrate. Uh, what am I trying to say? I don't so, know. He's a but, vegan. But the answer is no. Big eyes, no. big eyes, big eyes, uh, big soft eyes. You, you don't eat them. He so, only just, eats the eyes, actually. Well, really, it's <laughs> the eyes are the only part he eats. No, no meat, no dairy. Well, okay, that's the thing. See, so what's in that bottle then is not really uh, shouldn't really be a conscience uh, problem. Snake has a snake has meat. Uh, uh, I guess it does. I what do you think it's made out of? What do you think it's made out of sand? I, <laughs> You know what? Until now, Rick, honestly, I've never okay. really been. All right. I've never really been sure. Thank all right, you. Thank you. Yeah, it's jolly. Yeah, it's made out of wax. Uh, all right. Here's uh, Tim Riley. Why this is ridiculous, and it's from the suburbs. A fire in a Beaverton home. Fire. Mm-hmm. I barely knew her. Occurred when a bag of fireplace ashes was left in a home's living room. The ashes were still warm in the bag. They burned through the bag, igniting <laughs> the carpet and the floor below, really? spreading to the walls. The fire cost about $40,000 damage. <laughs> oh, where is this? Beaverton. <laughs> would you like to go by and take a look at the yes, house? Yes, I would. What's the address? <laughs> yeah, fire. 
Uh, let's see here. Oh, they wouldn't even give us the address on this one. Well, they wanted to say that people embarrassed me. Smoking cinder. Let's put these. Let's put these things right out of the fireplace in a paper bag on top of the carpet, <laughs> and leave the room for a while. Let's go to big lots, and then come back and find our hosts and flame. <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> That's a bag of fireplace ashes left on the home's living room floor, a, burning through the, pl- the a, plastic bag, a plastic igniting bag. the carpet and the floor below, spreading to the interior wall, <laughs> causing $40,000 in damage. Oh, God. There really ought to be a punitive... This isn't Southeast now. This no. is Beaverton. I was gonna... Maybe they're previously from Southeast and just it's, moved to Beaverton. The universe really ought to institute some sort of punitive punishment just for being dense, but I guess that the karmic wheel sort of works itself out there. That is just industrial strength stupid. <laughs> uh-huh. I mean, really, there's just no getting around that. I'm sure they're nice people, but... Jesus. Some people ought not be allowed to own homes, you know what I mean? Hi, you're, you're just not ready for it. Hi, you're on the Rick Emerson Show. Hey, what's going on? What's man? up? Hey, I, I've, I've been listening forever now. I'm just curious. What is the deal with that, that uh, Miami Vice sounder you guys play whenever Tim mentions a story that have, takes place in Florida? Hold on. Now, say that sentence back and try to work it through. Okay. What is the deal with that sounder that you use whenever Tim Riley mentions a story that happens in Florida? And the reason I, I ask that is because it seems like you and Sarah are having, like, a competition to get to it. We're are you asking we why do. we use the sounder or why there's two of us playing Why we it? compete? Yes, yeah, that's what I'm asking. Why. Okay, I was just going to say, because you do know Miami is in Florida. Yes. All right. Uh, thank you. Uh, no, it's that initially that was a sound effect that I... half of, About half the sound effects on the show come from me, and the other half come from Sarah. And then Tim plays the news cuts. I'm he, not allowed to have sound effects. He can't have nice things uh, here on KCMD Portland. Uh, so initially, the Florida sound effect was I played it from my end. It was mine. Like this. No. And then later, uh, it, we moved it over to Sarah's computer, but it, it just sort of remained on both machines, so we both have access to it, and so now it has just become a de facto like sound effect Olympic event. So whenever there's a story from Florida... We both try to play it first, and usually I lose. All right, that's what I thought. I was, just, I was, just, I've been wondering though. You were wondering about which sounder again? The Florida sounder or Miami. Oh, that was so close! It flanged. Oh, that was the two bizarre. Of them together? That was oh, so. Let's try it again. Hold on. One, one, two, two three. three. No, we'll never do it again. Turn it. All right, thank you. <laughs> Thanks. Bye now. That was so close. It was that flanging was out. Okay, we gotta try it one more time. Okay. One, one two, two, three. three. Okay, one more time. One, one two, two. Three. Wait, are we going on three or after three? I want one, two, three. And then that will be go. four. One, two, three, go. Okay. okay. One, one, two, two three, three, go. No. No. It'll well, never happen. Again. All right, here's Tim Riley. That was exciting. Microphone <laughs> off. That's because I was excited. <laughs> <laughs> you were so excited you had to turn up your microphone and yell. Yes. All right. <laughs> Well, the competition is heating up on this season for America's Next Top Model. Last week, 20-year-old dancer Lisa was sent home, and the judges doubted she could handle the pressure of the modeling industry. The New Jersey resident says she would have never thought that they would react in such a way. I do have a lot of confidence, and, um, you know, I walked in on the show with a lot of confidence, and I actually surprised myself that, you know, I could break under that kind of, you know, pressure, and I, you know, a little upset with myself, but, you know, you always bounce back. Well, she didn't. As a matter of fact, she didn't realize how hard it would be to break into the modeling world. I thought, oh, this is it. I'm going to walk into any New York City, you know, I was going to walk into Lee, and they're going to say, you, we want you. 
and it was going to be that easy, and it didn't turn out that easy. Keep trying. Or not. Hi, you're on the Rick Emerson Show. Hello. Hey, Rick. What's hey, up? I'm Sarah. Hello. 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 Hey, uh, the, about the football player, mm-hmm. the, the one thing that was left out of Tim's story was where he was shot. Florida. Oh, damn it. No, 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 no. Damn it. Yeah. Where no, was he wait. shot? In the groin. Oh. It uh, pierced a femoral artery, and there was too much blood loss. I thought your femoral artery, well, no, I'm thinking your carotid artery. So that goes up in the groin. So he was shot in the groin. Yes. With what kind of gun? Like a shotgun? Um, I'm, that I'm not sure of. Because a shotgun I, you would almost understand. If it was just like a regular, like a like a small handgun, then that's just total bad luck. Is what that's Bad luck on top of bad luck on top of bad luck. Even if they did say what kind of weapon it was, after I hear you get shot in the groin, my brain kind of shuts off. You just sort of... <laughs> you just don't hear the rest of it. Jeez. No. All right. Thank you. Best show ever. Thank you, my friend. One more. Hi, you're on the Rick Emerson Show. Hello. Hey, Rick. How's it going? What's up? Hey, man. So uh, the deal with Sean Taylor, the Redskin player, is that uh, he wasn't always the uh, most upstanding citizen. You know, I don't know if you know anything. Uh, I, actually, I do know that you don't know much about uh I know Miami nothing football. about sports. Nothing yeah, at all. Right. Uh, so there's, like, a whole bunch of, like, gangster types that, like, uh, go to school at University of Miami and stuff, and he was one of those. Uh, and uh, so so it's just kind of coincidental, you know, that he was, like, he got hurt a couple weeks ago, and he's, so he hasn't been with the team for a couple weeks. And um, he was down in Miami and just so happened to be, you know, at home when someone tried to break into his house, and, yeah, he got shot in the groin. Well, so. but, but it sounds like, I mean, I don't know, but it sounds like the break-in was unrelated to whatever uh, lifestyle choices he may have made. Well, I mean, don't you think that, uh, you know, they're going to try and put the best face on whatever happened? Oh, that is true, and I'm not saying that that's the case, but that is true, I suppose, that it's a, it's a PR thing, and so it, I guess exactly. I guess they'll try to make it look, if something was amiss, they'll try to maybe not have that be highlighted. Right, and you know, like, the first thing that happens after something like that happens in your house, everybody's like, gets the so- story straight, you know oh, what I'm saying? Exactly, so. that's like when you're at a party and something gets set on fire or broken, Right. and, and it's a whole lot of like, no, 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 now look, there was a slight tremor, we think it was an earthquake, and... <laughs> The irreplaceable Fabergé egg tipped over and fell on the floor. None of us were standing anywhere near the cabinet. That's the story when Janice comes home, okay? None of us touched the egg. It fell by itself. Exactly. All right. All right. No, that's a fair point. I can totally... And you know that if there's... Was he a big-name player? Oh, he was was the best player on the Redskins team and uh, one of the most... Feared and respected uh, defensive backs in the whole NFL. And actually. so, see, if, if there's enough money at stake and if you're a big enough celebrity, it does seem like there's some sort of Mr. Wolf-type fixer who maybe comes on the scene and just takes care of things exactly. a little bit. Exactly. You know, yeah, I'm sure, you know, his manager or however it works out for sure. Interesting. All right. Thank you, sir. Hey, thanks, Rick. All right. There you go. Uh, what movie did I see? The Oh, Michael Clayton with uh, George Clooney. Not a bad film. Not groundbreaking. Good film. It's a good legal thriller uh, where he plays a fixer. You know, where if you're like some uh, high-powered celebrity and you accidentally kill somebody with your car, you know, he's the one who shows up at your house and the evidence, gone, story, straight, the right lawyer hired, gets you out of the jam. So, yeah, it seems like if you're a famous enough guy, there's, there's a, I wish to be famous enough someday that I can have a fixer, uh, just so that we can kill people with impunity and then just, you know, and then nothing come of it. That'd be great. Uh, let's see here. Let's draw up a list now. Uh, here's Tim Riley at the Ministry of Truth. Oh, we'll do the Zeppelin contest before before the next break here, Tim. So uh, here's something for the uh, Dennis Pitsenbargers of the world. 
Music themed toys. So many things I could read into that statement. <laughs> Music themed toys for children oh. are expected oh. to be the biggest sellers this holiday season. Not exactly what I was expecting. Uh, toy spokesman Bob Friedland said the musical trend even applies to toys for babies. You know, one of the fun toys is called the Little Superstar Sing Along Stage, and it's kind of this fun stage that babies can basically pretend they're performing in, and they push different buttons to hear musical sound. Yes. Uh, toys, uh, oh, there's some toys for kids three to six that lets them play a video game and stay active at the same time. There's also the Smart Cycle from Fisher-Price. This is an item that plugs directly into a TV through the audio video jacks. So kids sit on an included exercise bike and play a video game. As long as they keep pedaling the exercise bike, their characters on the screen will keep moving. Okay, see, that's actually a good idea. I would say, but you think you like this story. No, no, no. I've been saying for the longest time that what we fat-ass Americans need is a television that's hooked to a bicycle. Mm-hmm. And that as long as you're riding the extra cycle, you get to keep watching television. The minute you stop cycling, the TV just loads and just turns off. That's what America needs. I'm amazed that that doesn't actually exist. This is sort of a step in that direction then. All right. No, I didn't think I would enjoy that story, but, you know, thank you. You never know. No, you, you really don't. Mm-hmm. Uh, hi, you're on the Rick Emerson Show. Hello. Hello, Mr. Emerson. How are you doing? What's up, sir? Well, I had a thought. Um, you could take care of two problems. We have a family in Beaverton with $40,000 worth of damage to their house. Uh-huh. You have a sofa that needs to be sold. Bada bing, bada boom. So I take should take advantage of their I should take advantage of their misfortune by selling them my sofa. Yeah, that's about it. I like the way you think. That's okay. And they probably you. Pay, you like the cut of my jib, they, huh? Yes, and they probably pay more for it right now too. It really precisely it, what I was thinking. It's a seller's market as far as as far there as the go. family goes. Yeah, now, the, my, the, uh, yeah, go ahead. Yeah, the house burning like that, that sounds like something an irritated child would do, you know. We're take not, the ashes precisely one inch away from the stove and We're not it. saying that's the case though. We're not saying no. that happened. That we don't Would know. Would never that. happen. No, of course not. Thank you. You bet. All right, bye. Uh, yeah, that's a really good idea. No, that's so. But no, my wife, uh, who I'm in no position to criticize about anything right now, my uh, my wife yeah, unloaded. We'll my wife unloaded that sofa on a friend of hers who's paying half, half, of what we paid for it. And I said that like if her friend was only going to pay half, that we uh, ought not to clean it. She ought to clean it or so, you know because Max has been sitting on it for like two weeks. And so I'm like, well, she's only we paid two fifty. She's only paying hundred and twenty. She can clean the sofa yeah, herself. Yeah, you have to clean that. Too late. Lars, like, I'll clean the sofa for you. So whatever. You should have totally sold that for more. I don't look at me. I. Um, you should let me handle these things for you sometimes. Yeah, I know. Uh, if only you'd been in my place for the last week or so, everything would be so much better. Hi, you're on the Rick Emerson show. Hello. Hey, hey, Rick. How you doing? What's up? Uh, not bad. Uh, what's up? What's up, Sean Taylor? Yeah. Or uh, Scott Taylor, whatever his name is. Two things that haven't yet been mentioned. One, a couple of weeks ago, somebody broke into his home, the same home that he was shot in, uh-huh. and uh, left a knife on his pillow. That's creepy. That is creepy. Yeah. That's a whole lot of, it's time for you to move. Didn't take anything, just left a knife on his pillow. And... Oh, so he could defend himself. Yes, yeah, so it'll be a fair <laughs> yeah. fight later. No, no, no. This is the other thing. Um, before he got shot, he ran and got his machete and was going to use that to defend himself. What? Really? Yes, really. How, where do, how do you know this? Uh, you hear this other... on Jim Rome? Well, I was listening to Jim Rome this morning, and All yes. Right. Uh, the it. fact that, look, if you, uh, I'm not trying to impugn my geek brethren, but if you have a machete just laying around the house, uh, really, unless, it, it, I, I, I don't know. It, it just seems like that's a house where something bad is, is going to happen eventually. You know what I mean? If you have a machete yeah. in your home, something bad is eventually going to take place there. All right. That's yes, exactly. Thank you. Thank you, Rick. It's like owning a crossbow. You know, mm. something's going to happen. Let's get these calls, and then we'll do the Zeppelin contest, and I will explain. What, are you going to talk about your thing? What Sarah and Tim are tittering about? Uh, hi, you're on the Rick Emerson show. 
Hello? Hello? Oh, hey, uh, one of my buddies has one of these uh, snakes in a bottle at work. Uh-huh. And um, he bought it off of some guy somewhere. <laughs> the, best, the, the best stuff comes from, he got it off some guy somewhere. He got it off some guy who said that he didn't want to say where he got it. Oh, that's, that's some, good. That's... Some some guy from offshore, anyway. From offshore. I just, just got off the phone with him to find out. Uh, international waters. Well, yeah, offshore. But, um, yeah, he was passing around work, and um, I don't know if yours is the same or similar as, as what I saw, but, like, the snake's eyes were totally white. Yeah, yeah, these snakes, the snake's eyes are white. And, um, yeah, it's that's the freakiest thing, because you think that snake's going to just jump out at you. I think that's the result of maybe the whiskey or the whatever, I don't know, or maybe it's, it's like sharks where the eyes, like, roll over at some point. Yeah. Crazy. Yeah, and they get those black doll eyes rolling back in there. <laughs> They're like a doll's eye. Hey, uh, by the way, uh, Best Buy Iron Eagle 399 DVD. Are there. you kidding me? Really? I swear to you. Iron Eagle 399 Best Buy. I am there tonight. Right now, it's it's part of their uh, their ad. I, it caught me completely off guard, and yeah, I got I got sucked in and bought one yesterday. Excellent. So. I am all over that. Excellent. Thank yeah. you, sir. Yep. All right. Uh, just for that, into the part of their ad. Yeah, it's part of the uh, you know where they advertise things, hmm. like iPods that no one wants. Uh. uh Let's see. All right. Just for that, let's see if I can find the show. Just for that, I think I will play a little Iron Eagle music into the next break, maybe. Mm. Uh, all right. got to do these, and then we'll do the Zeppelin contest, and then the so forth. Hi, you're on the Rick Emerson Show. What's up? Hi, Rick. Hey. Uh, that guy kind of stole my thunder about the uh, the knife, but yeah, I mean, that kind of explains it. The guy left a... If somebody leaves a knife on your pillow, you move. That's yeah, time they, to get out. They didn't steal anything, and then I think when they shot him, they didn't steal anything either, so... Yeah, that's a whole lot of, like, hey, we can get you anytime we want, and by the way, we'll be doing that. Yeah, and, and I'm sure, you know, he used to be a bad guy, and I'm sure those guys are kind of jealous how much money he's making, and, you That's know. the other thing, you know, a lot of, not like I'm all, like, knowledgeable about the street or whatnot, but I think if you come from any kind of bad background, uh, mm -hmm. and then you make it out, there are always those people that just, like, you just can't leave them behind somehow. It's people from, like, people from the, the past, from that background that always seem to find you wherever you are. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think uh, that happens to a lot of musicians, too, That's I think. Yeah. Oh, and one thing, yeah. um, that guy that was all pissed off about the vodka stuff, Yeah, I think he seemed like he was right at the end. What, what do you mean? Oh, about the nothing with one bite, nothing that has one bite will kill you? Yeah. I suppose, but I mean, that's a relative statement. You hear about those, you know, people have one bite of peanuts and they fall over dead. Yeah. So, yeah. yeah. Anyway, uh, great show. Bye now. Bye. All right. There you go. All right. Hi, how's everybody doing? Well, yeah. we'll do the Zeppelin contest here in a few. Um... So I thought I had told here's what, in case you don't know what no. we're referring to. What? I thought I told you. All right, let me before we do anything else, let me uh let me have some uh, popcorn here. Are we, oh, you oh. getting coffee? Yeah, I'm having my coffee right here. Hold on. I got to finish this cup. There we go. Uh, so if you wonder what Sarah and Tim are referring to, there's this thing. I thought I had told you guys this uh, yesterday because I told somebody else, and I thought I had told you as well. So um, when I was referencing earlier that if only you had been the one at my house the last couple of days, things would have gone a whole lot better. Um, yeah, what's been what's been eating at you, Rick? See, don't do that. You're acting like as though you don't know. Um, I should say in my own defense, by the way, just let me preemptively say 
that I am typically a pretty good husband in terms of remembering important dates, in in terms of remembering those things on the calendar that must be attended to. Christmas, New Year's. I am really Catholic about it, exactly. Christmas and Easter, what else do I need to remember? Um, so, uh, I'm trying to think, there's just no point in pussyfooting around this. I'm trying to come at this. So, I forgot my wife's birthday. Um, God. I know, I know, I know. I'm a big jerk and I don't deserve to so live. So, when was it? It was Friday. It was last Friday? It was last Friday. So, you were in town? Yeah, yes, I was. Now, but here's the, in my own defense, the deal is, you know, I was gone Tuesday and Wednesday. So Monday, I was busting my hump, as they say, trying to get ready to leave town. Tuesday and Wednesday, I was gone. Thursday okay, was so Thanksgiving. Sure. Thursday was Thanksgiving. And then Friday, we were heading out to the, you know, that house on the beach that we all rented, the big, uh, you know, geek house on the beach. And so Monday, gone. Or Monday, getting ready. Tuesday, you, Wednesday, what, gone. So you only... Thursday, so Thanksgiving. Friday, Getting right, we left right after the show on Friday, and okay. it just completely got away from me. Stop. So you're saying because you were busy the four days before her birthday yes. that exempts you from getting in trouble? I'm not saying it exempts. Well, clearly it doesn't exempt me from anything. Four days, Rick? <laughs> it clearly doesn't exempt me from that. Um, I'm just saying in my own defense, and my wife would, she would verify this. I typically am really good about birthdays. I always try to, I try to do something cool. I try to get like, like last year I did a big theme set of gifts where it was like it followed a whole theme. The year before that I did a different theme. I am really, really good about it. It's just that well, this sure. year, this year not only was I not good, I just completely forgot about it. And I forgot about it until Friday when uh, I, I. Thank you. Now we owe $2,500 to Mildred and Patty Hill. Um, Thanks so much. Because she was probably getting over it until now. Love you, hon. So on Friday, I we got off the air. We rushed home because we were uh, t- we were kind of carpooling with Scott Daly. It, Lara and Scott and I were all taking one vehicle out there. And so and this was on Friday on her birthday. On Friday and on her birthday. And you hadn't acknowledged it yet. No, I got off the air. I go home. We're packing. I'm just getting everything ready. And then I feel like boring into the side of my head what I refer to as the hard stare. You know the long look, and I'm just—I look over and I go, "Yes, I'm busy packing. What? What? Can I help you with something? What's up?" And she just, you know, gives me the long, silent look, and she says, "Um, well, what's today?" And at that point, you just get like the small ball of of like bad in your stomach. You're just like, "Oh no, this is—I have forgotten something." Did you initially something. think that it was your anniversary? No. Well, see now, no, no, because that's sometime in September. Um, this though, she goes, what is today? And at that point, it, as a guy, and you, a guy, you know this, you flip through all the important dates in your head. It's like thumbing through, um, dog-eared pages in a book or whatever, you know, you, it's like flipping through the index cards. You go, bing, anniversary, no, uh, you know, whatever, you know, Passover, no, birthday. I think that's the guy thing, I think that's the person thing. Well, a forgetful person in this thing. in this case, it is a forgetful guy thing. So I flip forward and I go, da 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 birthday. Ah! And I immediately, and it's like, what are you going to do? And clearly the answer is nothing. And I I tried to, I said, the baby, it's not my fault. I I was out of town and then I, it was Thanksgiving and then we're getting ready to go to the beach. And, I, and I, of course I was trying to like, and I did the weaselly guy thing of trying to pretend that I was so distracted by planning this exciting weekend getaway 
that it just overshadowed her birthday because I was busy helping with this other much cooler, better thing that we, you know, that was that we've been looking forward to for weeks. I'm like, baby, I've just been so busy helping to get this weekend together for you because I want you to have a great weekend. And I was, it was so bad. That is so bad. Tap dancing. So don't you guys see each other in the morning? I thought you did. Uh, no, well. It depends, because sometimes, uh, I mean, sometimes she's up and gone, you know, like hours before I'm even awake. Yeah. Because she does those weird 12-hour shifts. Um, Which makes her even more deserving to get a birthday yes, present on her yes, birthday. Yes, it does. Yes, I know. Thank you so much. So you didn't acknowledge it until early evening? Of- I acknowledged it that night, and I made, I, I yes, and I, I, I made like a little birthday speech to her in front of everybody, and I, I also pointed out to everybody that I was a retard. And, and that I did not deserve her. Well, that still doesn't put you in a time machine. And I understand. It. Thank you. Thanks so much. Part of me does believe this. Here's another thing that didn't fly is when she's like, so uh, when do I get my birthday present? And I tried to suggest that since it was now so late that I might as well just merge them into Christmas. I might as well merge birthday and Christmas together. That also, as you might expect, didn't go over all that well. So, so you didn't yeah. even plan for a birthday present for her? What, what do you mean? In the past or now? I'm I mean, planning now. now. Oh, I'm trying to. I'm. Oh, no, I'm thought, like, like, oh, you know, next month is Lara's birthday. Maybe well, I should start thinking about what I'm going to get. Here's what it was. It's sort of like when you go into a coma, or you pass out, and you wake up and you're like, oh, it's next Tuesday. I, like I thought about it a few weeks ago, and then I remembered it when she pointed it out on Friday. But all the ensuing time, the, the, the middle time there, is just sort of chopped out. Like it's been edited, like a film that's been badly edited. It was like I jumped. Aaron just wrote, please tell Rick that Jen and I both remembered. We just didn't want to beat him to the oh, punch. It was up. pretty sad. Sons of bitches. Oh, uh, that's awful. Yes, it is. Thanks so much. Thank you. What, what can you do? Yes, I know. Remember. So Trust me, I won't be forgetting it ever again. This will be the last year that anything is ever forgotten. So did you do anything especially nice or just uh, decide since you, you know, talk all day for a living that talking in front of some of your friends might make up Why for must it? you diminish uh, my pledge what, of love? How is that a glorious thing? If anything, that just sounds embarrassing. Let me declare my love to my wife whose birthday is important enough to remember. <laughs> I don't deserve you. <laughs> I re- you no, it really is true. No, I did say that, actually. Never before has she agreed so heartily with that statement. Let me croon in your ear. <laughs> Did you sing her a song in front of everybody? I did not sing her a song because that would have been awful. No one wants to see that's that's like a reverse. That's like the booby prize. No one wants that. So no. So did you go out and like try and make her buy her some like make makeup like card? Oh yeah, in Rockaway. Yeah, there's lots of. Would you like a side of beef and uh, maybe some dollar ninety nine poker chips from the convenience store? How do you feel about some blunt wrappers, honey? No, in Rod, there's nothing. One of life's truths, Sarah, is that there is nothing for sale in Rockaway on Thanksgiving weekend. Nothing, there's nothing that doesn't. I was just gonna say nothing that you either don't roll your own with, or that is like, or that doesn't rhyme with diesel. So anyway, so the good news for her is that a, I have now been uh, publicly um, pilloried, and what is that thing they did to Jesus? I want to say they stoned him. No, no, no. They didn't stone Jesus. Oh, they didn't stone Jesus. What here. Bible do you read? They crucified him. No, but they did that other thing, scourging. I've been publicly scourged, and then now, of course, I'm going to have to buy her like three times the amount of things, you know, as before. Well, absolutely, but it won't be on her birthday. So I going to have to keep on buying them. I know it's cold. Well, now because here's the thing, what I have now learned is that this year and now every birthday thereafter. It now has to become like a birthday Hanukkah. It's going to be a birthday extravaganza. That's what I'm saying. It's going to be like eight eight nights of eight days of gifts for her every birthday upset? from now on. What do you think? Was she upset? Did she cry? 
No, she didn't cry. She, but no, she doesn't. But there were tears. I could tell. There no, were there were tears. Behind no, there weren't that. No, there was no. There was just just a whole lot of like, you know. Disappointment. That's the worst. No, was she more disappointed? No, I'd say it was angry. I'd say it was more angry than any of the other two. Yeah, it was. It was a real fun weekend. Actually, the weekend was fun because, thankfully, she got drunk enough that she forgot about it. By Friday night, she was actually so hosed, that, as was everybody, to be fair. By Friday night, everybody was so drunk that she'd sort of blotted it out temporarily. But but it all came back last night. So, how's that birthday present coming? So You've got to get on the ball. You have to get that present immediately. Yes, I understand. You need to leave work early and go and get her a present and make it good. You've got to make it right. I understand. You've got to make it right. These are you all things I know. Because you're just waiting. And if she's well, asking I'm you here. about I night, can't leave. Let me get Timmy Ryan to come and take over, and I'll go buy a birthday present. I'm just you're saying. You're blowing it. Every day that goes by, you're blowing it more and more. Well, I'm going to bring you a cooked corn to give to her tomorrow. <laughs> Thank you. Yeah. That should score a few points. <laughs> uh, well, I wonder what these people are calling about. Hi, you're on the Rick Emerson Show. Hello. Hey, Rick. How's it going? Shut up. Oh, is this Aaron? <laughs> yeah, of course it is. Bastard, how can I help now, wait you? Wait a minute, did, did, did yeah. she actually um, believe the line about you had? A, you were putting all this planning into the weekend? <gasps> well, I don't know. Maybe, probably not. I think she just handed Jen a couple of bills and you showed up. Just saying. No, Rick, do not use your phone sounder. Hold on, I... Uh, so yes. you really... No, but I do have a gift idea. It's an instant get-out-of-the-doghouse gift. Uh-huh. You need to you need to surprise her... A puppy? With a, ...with a couch in the basement. Oh, that's a good idea, actually. Yeah, see? She doesn't work today, but she does work the next few days. So, if, and, yeah, I, and by the way, to, to be fair... First off, measure... Measure, measure twice, buy once. And let me just say this. To be fair, I did order her yesterday. I told her she was forbidden to listen to the show for the next couple of weeks. Not because of this, but because um, I've already started, I've already discussed one of her Christmas presents on the air. And I was like, you know what? I'm going to be talking about probably the stuff that I'll buy you for Christmas. So I said, don't listen because I don't want you to hear me talking about your Christmas presents. It really wasn't because of this. Um, but so theoretically, she's actually not listening. So you're right. I actually might be able to surprise her with that. And I could actually measure this time. Yeah, uh, all right. I think you have the nice card, you know, with a little note that says, come downstairs or I can give you your final gift. And then, you know, you can sprawl out with on the couch. With a trail of rose petals. <laughs> sprawl out on the couch, ew. We're <laughs> wearing only a cod piece. With a, with a fresh bottle of Cobra whiskey. Say, come on, baby. <laughs> it's in Barker style. Get, it's time to get dizzy. Oh, all right. Yeah, thanks so much. Sure. All right, bye now. Bye. Right, yeah. Hi, you're on the Rick Emerson Show. Hey, man, don't you have, like, a $300 phone that acts as a PDA so you can write dates down and appointments? Seriously? Well, I sort of thought that my $300 brain would do that, and it didn't really work. Well, just, I mean, seriously, if you're, you you only remember Easter and Christmas, and, I mean, even, even if you not, think you're going to remember them, you should. If you love your wife, then, I mean, wouldn't you want to have that information there? Here's the thing. To be fair... I have never forgotten her birthday before in a decade. It doesn't matter. All of those birthdays you remembered now do not I'm, exist. I know. It's just That's, the one that I'm not addressing. That. I'm just pointing out. He's asking why I didn't write it down. And I'm saying, to be fair, I have remembered it for a decade. And in my own defense, speaking objectively, I have always really delivered He's on the get birthday. He's upset about this, um, No, no, no. I'm, I'm past that because I'm just so <laughs> effed that it's like, what are you going to do? So, you know, I'm just saying, I, it was just That's like time worst, Because vanished. anniversaries come and go. And you, she doesn't even remember the date of our anniversary, so I'm exempt on that one. Yeah, this is her birthday, Rick. This I is understand. she's been celebrating No, 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 that's what I'm day, saying. That's why, that's why I'm screwed on this one, because there's no way that she will forget her birthday. She often forgets our anniversary. 
The birthday, not so much. She does remember that. I'm just one of those obnoxious people that brings up my birthday so many times before yeah. the fact, so that way there isn't any awkwardness if somebody forgets it. Oh, yeah, yeah. All right. Thank you, sir. Any Anything else you'd like to say? No, no. That was just it. Thanks. Bye. All right. Hi, you're on the Rick Emerson Show. Our anniversary is September 24th. What day did it read? <laughs> okay. To be fair, um, I can't answer that question. Um, now, what, now, what day are your pay stubs due for uh, so Tim and Sarah get paid? You know, it's all, it's a blur. I, um... Huh? How are you, Laura? Happy birthday. Shut up. Thank you. Thank I you. cannot believe that he forgot. I ordered you not to listen, by the way, because of your Christmas presents. Yeah, so I'm going to tune out after this, but I have to comment that I didn't make this a deal during our uh, our lovely weekend on the coast. Yes. Because... It, because frankly, it's embarrassing. Like it is embarrassing. You, I... ca- you care so little that you know. Thank you. So Thanks. now, thank thank you for sharing it with the Portland public that you would uh, forget <laughs> oh. entirely my birthday. I know. Ah. I, uh, all right. I apologize. Please, to, for, to my own defense, in yeah. my own defense. This is the first time it's happened, and I always deliver on birthdays, baby. This is the first time I've not done that. So what baby, I'm going to do? Nice. I'm sorry. What? What I'm going to do is I'm going to draw up a contract. Uh, and I'm going to tell you the days that I expect you to remember. Um, all right. Yeah, and and it will include our anniversary. I've been letting you off the hook on some of this stuff. I felt like I'm partially You've to blame. You've been soft soaping it. I have. Right. There was there was nothing particularly special about uh, this anniversary, and it's not okay anymore. So there. All right. Also, Valentine's Day. Our first fight was on Valentine's Day for you not remembering it, and I've agreed like to to let the Valentine's balloon pass. But no, this uh, this brings a whole new level to. Oh, uh, I see. So now they're forgetting. Be, so there's additional holidays that will now be exactly. added onto this. So it's like exactly. this is like uh, when you're up for parole, but then you stab a guy, and so then it's like the time served, the time remaining plus five years. Yeah. So now they're at, now I not only have to remember. Not I. Sorry. Now I get to remember. Now I will remember. Uh, you have the anniversary and your birthday, and now there are additional ho- like Arbor Day. I will not yeah, have I to get you. I was just gonna say, I'm thinking about Arbor Day. I'm a fan of trees, so <laughs> yeah, uh, yeah. All right. That's that's how it's gonna be. All and, right, I'll just wait and for that I wanna, list. And I uh, I am gonna tune out. I would love Sarah's input for birthdays because I know that you started one of our birthday traditions, Sarah, um, of a bottle of wine that's good in a year. And, uh, did you do that? I, did Sarah? Did you suggest that? I don't know. Was it like a few years ago? Because this is yeah, one of the, it was it was like three years ago. Because one so. of the things I do every year is, except for this year, of course, uh, is to get her uh, a bottle of wine which is to be opened. And the woman of the wine shop says, like this open, this is good next year. So every year, they open the one from the year before, and I give her one for the next year. I thought you had suggested that. Sarah. Maybe a long time ago. I don't remember, but I do love wine. Laura, you and I should drink some wine together. I think we should, you know, I didn't bring the last bottle that was supposed to be open this year. Well, that's good. Our, I haven't replaced it yet. So. To our coastal vacation out yes. of spite. So, uh, <laughs> so yeah, we should drink the whole bottle uh, sometime. Yeah, sounds like a great idea. Yeah. No, I'm done with that. Actually, um, one of my friends is coming over to help me paint my kitchen, and we we're going to drink a few bottles of wine, so if you want to do that. All right. Now I, now, I can't, now I can't get you the present that Aaron suggested because you were listening. I was all set to do it. Now I can't. Call me Sarah. All right. I love you. Goodbye. Bye. All right, there you Man, go. Man, you don't. You are so lucky to have her, and you are blowing it. Yeah, so, 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 
Thank you. Tell me something I'm not uh, aware of. I just of. want you to, I'm just trying to put it in your mind because you're just kind of like, ah, oh, what can you do? You've got to realize what a big situation this yeah, is. Yeah, I, I understand. I really do. I'm here for another 90 minutes. There's nothing I can do about it now. Maybe I'll curl pro flowers. I don't really know that pro flowers is going to work. You should name point. a star. <laughs> I'm sorry. That is hilarious. I'll call one eight hundred blah 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 for the hottest gift. Laura would think that's hilarious too. I'm totally naming you a star. Totally name a star I hope you're not listening, sweetie, because I'm naming a star. <laughs> you named a star after me. Totally doing that now. What I hear is that it'll be recorded in book form in the U.S. Copyright Office. Laura, ever since we were children, we've been. All you have to do is call one eight hundred two eight two thirty three thirty. But I remember it's Rocky Moselle from the International Star Institute. Yes, I, I'm Rocky Moselle. I'm Rocky Moselle. All right, there you go. I am chastened. Do I not seem suitably chastened? Almost uncomfortably so. <sighs> because this isn't this isn't a put on. This is actually your life, and this happened. Oh no, Jack. <laughs> uh, yes, I'm aware of that. Thanks, thanks for reminding me. Thanks so much. I'm trying to cheer myself up with some Queen. Uh, we'll play this. Oh, we didn't do the Zeppelin thing. Well, that's fine. I guess I, if I if I put this off to talk about Zeppelin, that would have been worse. Um, so here's what's coming up. Uh, we will do a Zeppelin six disc giveaway. Uh, let's see, we'll have uh, top five show tunes from my music collection and uh, more from Tim Riley. Stay there. It's the Rick Emerson radio program. Uh, maybe I should like a copy of Iron Eagle. I hear that Iron Eagle's on sale at Best Buy for three ninety nine. Maybe my wife is a big Lou Gossett Jr. fan. All right. Back after this, it's the Rick Emerson radio program. Don't go anywhere. That's my only point. That isn't a point. That makes no sense. I like Tim's idea of buying her a locket with my picture in it. <laughs> that is the best idea ever. A locket with me giving, like, the thumbs up. Okay, come on. That's funny. I laugh. What if it was an expensive locket, but then inside the picture would be going, and, like, giving the Buddy Christ thumbs up? I like that. That's kind of a little thing, you know, that's a little half funny, half, you know, spendy. If it's a really pretty locket. Yeah, and then like a like a dumb picture of me inside making a big like. It's gonna be hard. Like I'm giving an idiot. her the giving her the finger pistols. <laughs> Make sure it's heart shaped. <sighs> yeah. All right. I'm afraid it's all unforgivable. <laughs> really Thanks. comes down to. Thank you. There really is nothing you can do. Maybe a twenty-five hundred dollar sofa would work. You can work. only hope that time, as time passes, she'll uh, learn to love you again. Yes, or that I can just keep her drunk because she didn't care at all over the weekend. She was really like blitzed and just had managed to forget about it. Maybe the key is just to keep her on an IV drip of vodka from now on. That was really the only thing that made it uh, made it acceptable. I think. Ah, for the love of God. Um. Well, here's the thing. Uh, I'd love to spend the rest of the day talking about my various failings well, and deficiencies. Well, I think deficiencies. that we should have an Insta poll um, and see if anyone has been in your situation and what the people think that you should do to rectify it. You need help. And you Tell bitching about, about it. it on the radio is not helping. No, but... It's hindering. What are you going to do? Um, okay, so here's... Well, let me list what we got to get done. I have to get the Zeppelin giveaway done today because, seriously, we've got like dozens and dozens and dozens of these Zeppelin things to give away. And they are really cool, and I don't want to just do it as an afterthought, like a Call of Five thing. So for one moment, I do have to... Look, just because I'm suffering doesn't mean the people uh, shouldn't benefit. So i got to get the Zeppelin thing done. Zeppelin. More news... Top five I would like to do today, but we may not get to that. And then you believe this Insta poll about how to uh, 
fix my various failings. Instapol. Well, I got to get rid of these calls. What What is your question for the Instapol? Don't call what? yet. I don't know. Like um, a, something you can do if people have suggestions on like a thing you could do or something you could purchase Laura to try and get her to forget that you forgot her birthday. Mm-hmm. Okay. I want to hear what the people have to say. Mound of Rohypnol. Hi, you're on the Rick Emerson Show. Hello. Hey, Rick. You know, I I always thought it would be a cool idea. Uh, you know, instead of buying just one star, buy a bunch of... Like, buy her a galaxy. No, like buy her a little constellation. I, I always thought that would be a cool idea. Instead of just buying the silly star that's like, you know, ZR5782-C.0 you know, or whatever, like, you know, like buy like five or six in a row and name it Laura. Buy a constellation. That's actually not a bad idea. Excellent. What was your name, sir? Uh, Chad. Thank you, Chad. All right, man. All right, there you go. Hi, you're on the Rick Emerson Show. Hello. Hello. Hey. Uh, got two questions for you. Yeah. Uh, I sent you an email with a video link on it. Did you ever get that about the grape lady? The grape lady. Uh, no, I don't believe so. you got to check it out. It's the funniest thing. I laugh until I cry. Is it vile? It, it is about a reporter getting badly hurt while stomping on grapes. It okay. Is, that's funny. I'm already funny. sold on that grape lady. Okay, I will look into that later in the day, sir. Yeah, it's grape lady following it at YouTube. All right. But, uh, se- second thing in yeah. the email, it's, this goes back to the infamous uh, nasty Internet video. Yes, the video that can never be discussed. Okay, well, I a couple of years ago I watched a video that was ten times worse than that. But it, had, it wasn't it wasn't vile, sick, uh, nakedness like that that video. It was a video called Cannibal Holocaust. Have you ever heard of that? Seen, seen it? Cannibal Holocaust. It sounds familiar, but I don't think I've seen it. I think it was banned. What, the story I was Is told this the one about the guy screwed him in the hatchet? Uh, no, I don't remember that. Oh. I do remember. Uh, Me either. <laughs> it, was, it was a bunch of. It was about a documentary team that goes down to the cannibal tribes of South America and they uh-huh. get lost and. So the team goes to find them. Anyway, it's it's disgusting. Okay, Cannibal Holocaust. I'll put it. I'll put it right below Grape Lady. Yeah, yeah. You, right. you gotta you gotta check that out. There was about ten people that started watching it, and right. I think three of us finished watching it, and we were all vegetarians. Excellent. Everyone everyone else just was too too close to home. I guess. Okay. Well, I'll tell you what. We'll settle these aside, and we'll do like one whole segment of these later on. Okay. All right. Thank you, sir. Best show ever. Thanks. Right, thank you. Hi, you're on the Rick Emerson Show. Hello. Hey, Rick, I got uh, A, B, and C. A, well, you're kind of screwed. Thanks. Uh Thank B, uh, well, B, um, you should ask Matt if you do do the star thing, if he can get you a deal, because regardless of how many times I've asked him, I still think Matt Peterson is Rocky Moselle in a different place. This is Rocky Moselle from the International Star Institute. You know, he does kind of have that Matt Peterson <laughs> really lilt to his voice, yes. And, uh, and uh, C as in the final. As someone, the, hold on, let me just ask you this, though, Dennis. As someone who called his wife a cow on the air, how did you handle that? Well, that's what I was getting to was C, which you have uh, kind of a C-A and C-B. Um, dash A is big wad of cash. Uh-huh. Uh, dash B is big fat uh, rock that cuts glass. All right. Yes, because I did see that after you referred to uh, Brandy as a cow, however, incidentally, that she was sporting a lot of uh, some shiny things after that. Yeah, um, I can uh, refer you to a nice jeweler. Uh, he does have. He does give credit. Jeweler. All right. I'll look into it. Thank you. Yes, sir. Bye. Show sure ever. Yeah. He has a great suggestion. Uh-huh. Along the sides of the locket, he should give her a really expensive 8x10 frame and put a signed Rick Emerson show publicity still on it. What, with me with the old hair? Oh, yeah, when you do have, like, the rocker mullet thing. Yeah. Uh, okay. Hey, I do have a... Okay. Now, see, the, I'm, I'm afraid to talk about it because I'm afraid she's still listening. 
I don't think she's listening. And when I say afraid, I don't like like just with a rolling pin and like curlers in her hair. I mean, I don't want to discuss the presence on the air if she's then going to know about it. She said she was going to tune out. I love my wife, but I do suspect that when she that she might perversely keep listening out of just some morbid curiosity. She left long ago in disgust. Well, she, does it, is she listening to today? Lars? Over listening to Ed Schultz. Screw you! I'll listen to Air America. I think I'll try Cape Ham. <laughs> I'm sorry, what, Sarah? Is she um, is she working today? No, works tomorrow, not today. Because I do have kind of an interesting idea. Maybe should I say it on the air? Or should I turn off the mic? Yeah, see. Mm, say it you off the air me. for a second. All right, hold on. No. That's interesting. Little points for creativity with that one. It's interesting, but there was something similar done for my birthday. Was there? What birthday? I'm sorry? I, you, for when... what? Okay. Oh, yeah, that's right. No, I know yeah. what you're talking Okay, no, that's a, that's a fair point. No, somebody did do something like that for your birthday. Okay, yeah. well, never mind. Well, see, I'm glad I asked. But, no, but you're thinking outside of the box now. The, the ideas are coming. Speaking of outside the box, maybe she'd like this five liters of Franzia. Yeah, that's that's a whole lot of forgetfulness in a box. Is this getting us anywhere, Rick? Is this getting us anywhere? I don't know. Hi, you're on the Rick Emerson Show. Hello. Rick, you just missed the chance to buy her Hitler's Globe. I mean, that would have been quite the opportunity. That's true. Maybe she'd like some of that D.B. Cooper money. I don't know. I don't know. Uh, but, you know, I was I called, actually, I was thinking about couches. You know, Ikea, if anybody makes couch, everything they make folds up into a box. So getting a couch downstairs, if that really is, turns into to a hat trick, you might look into something like is that. Is that true? So if I buy a couch at Ikea, does it... Well, that's right, because they make you assemble all that crap yourself. Everything they sell. I the just, thing is, there's no way I could surprise her with the couch in the basement, because she's off work today, and we get home around the same time. And I can't, like, take a day off of work uh, for the sofa, much as I would like to at this point. It's just not practical. Um but so there's no way. But I, what I could do is surprise her with like, "Hey, I bought you a sofa, and I will now assemble it while you watch and laugh." <laughs> well, she, she ingests could... like a nice bottle of wine, or maybe you cooked her dinner. And then, well, yes, well, that's maybe probably. You can buy dinner and then like dirty hands. I was going to say like that's more punishment than gift, probably. But uh, I could, you know, but you know what might actually work, and I know this sounds terrible on the surface. What might actually work is for me to buy. A bunch of really nice like food because she actually does like to cook and so maybe to but to buy her a bunch of like really nice stuff like to make and do dinner and then while she's doing that I will be downstairs injuring myself trying to assemble a sofa and, and do, do the entire uh, enterprise in a loincloth just the uh... now, so you've taken a left turn there at the end the man. Right. thank you <laughs> bye Ma you can borrow a McGruff the crime dog suit really for free it's available at City Hall that'll be a surprise Maybe I can name a street after her. Hi, you're on the Rick Emerson Show. Hi, Rick. Hi. My name's Pat. I got, I'm a nurse, too, and I work 12 hours. So, But I thought you might like the women's point of view because you're getting all these guys calling. Yes. So, I suspect last... I know what the woman's point of view is, but no, that's okay. No, no, no. Listen, the last caller, though, I have to say no, 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 no. Don't make her cook. But I have a couple of ideas. My husband and I have been married almost 22 years. Mm-hmm. Buy a whole bunch of cards in advance the whole year. And, and then hide just... them so that you have them. Oh, just... Do you mean hide them throughout the house for her to find or hide no, them no, so no, that I've always them. got them handy exactly. if it looks you like I've forgotten? That's actually a good out. idea. That's a great idea. That's a great idea. Take I should... one to the bottom of the couch. Not only a and card, not only a card, but I should, but the present as well. And then, you forgot my birthday. Uh, no, I didn't. Bam! Out of the attic. Right Just out of the forget. rafters. Out of the rafters it comes. <laughs> That's a great idea. You know, every guy in the audience is, is filing that away right now. <laughs> 
Just don't forget where you hid them. Stash it inside the heater vent. Hey, no, I didn't forget. Look at this. That's a really great idea. I like your style. And then the thing about the star is I was just reading something about that, and it's all a big scam, that there's only some sort of quasi-official place that can name wow. stars. That's your assessment. He's one of our many paid advertisers. Works so we for have... me, and I'm heavily medicated. <laughs> oh, okay. All right. Creeping me out. Bye now. No, I I, uh, you know what? You need to be more appreciative. They're trying to help you. No, no, no. I appreciate it, but it was the it was the drunken husband who was like sort of. All right. I'm thank afraid you, to make fun Pat. of anybody who sounds like that because remember, every time we do, it ends up being the guy who's dying. Yeah, no, that's true. I'm terminally that's ill. Probably him. Yeah. See, now <laughs> you feel bad. What can you do? Well, let's just add him to the list of people. It's a holiday season. <laughs> it really is. All right. Um. Jesus, I don't even know. That was a bad idea. What? Asking the audience? Yeah, I thought that it would work better than that. See, now you're being mean. I know no, Pat, I'm not Pat, being... Pat sounded very nice, I and she had a great being... suggestion. I think it I'm was... looking for an instant solution it to this the, problem, it and it's the, just... The drugged-up husband was the only problem with that call. The only solution to this problem is... He's a lobotomy. ...a time machine. Yes. Or a gun. Uh, let's see. Well, for myself. Um, mm. Let's see here. Um... Uh, <laughs> this has been all like, well, we should have seen it coming. He talked about suicide relentlessly. Uh, we have no idea. And we chuckled heartily. And we chuckled. And that'll be like as they're taking my plastic-wrapped body out of a Motel 6. Oh, you better not kill yourself, you bastard. What, because you'll be out of a job? <laughs> no, because then it'll look like it's Tim and my fault. Because we're laughing at you. Really? Yeah, Richie will be mad because I'll have to cut up all these best ofs at least for a couple of days. <laughs> <laughs> Richie's stepping in the screen. Damn it, people keep calling. Uh, it is a talk show. It is a call-in radio program, Richie. Uh, well, let, I'll tell you what, Sarah. Let's finish out this bank, and then we'll break, and we'll come back at the top, and in the next hour, we we have to do the Zeppelin contest. Um, not out of any sense of obligation, just I want to give somebody a chance to win it, and I got a great Led Zeppelin email to read as well. And, uh, you know, it'll give us a chance to, uh, to look away from the hideousness. So let's finish out this bank of calls. Hi, you're on the Rick Emerson Show. Hello. Hey, Rick. Hey. Well, after this, it's going to be a certainty that it was a bad idea to ask your callers to respond to this. And I'm not saying, I'm not saying, sir, that you shouldn't make the effort because uh -huh. you should, but never forget that you have already given your wife the best gift you can give, and that is a weapon with which you can, she, which she can humiliate. Something the Lord over me forever. From you forever. No, it's true. This is, this is really a gift she can use whenever. Well, at least I didn't forget your birthday. And then it's like I'll have to pay for, you know, blah, You've blah, blah. You've given her a lifetime gift. Yes. All right. Thank you. Sorry. Bye. Bye. Thanks so much. Hi, you're on the Rick Everson Show. Hello. Hi, Rick. Hey. You need to sacrifice. No matter what you do or get her, it must involve sacrifice. What if I just on... cut off one of my fingers? No, no, like, no. Like no. roll Seriously. doll style. For, for example, you love to sit at home. Correct? Yes. Yes, more than anything. Don't do that. That is a brilliant idea because wherever she likes to go that you have that she knows you don't like to go, go and enjoy yourself for once. Yeah. All right. Well, I, hate, I hate to be serious. Dennis Kucinich headquarters. Here we come. Best show ever. I love Thank the you. banana. That's what I should do. I should donate money to Dennis I've been, Kucinich. I've been thinking about that a lot lately, too. I really feel like you need to become one of the people. You need to venture out of the house and start doing things and intermingling with People, you're nodding your head, Tim. No, because like, if Tim, you go yes, out, you leave the house. Cool. Like, I went to the Blazer game last night and met some listeners. I like, was just gonna say, maybe if somebody offered us like free prime rib and like a chauffeured, uh, you know, the, the trip to the, the Blazers game. Don't Sarah. even pull that because you get offered <laughs> things that it, and you choose to stay at home. Uh, that's true. All right. Do I had I... to convince you to go to that Christmas party we were going to last week. Two more. Hi, you're on the Rick Emerson show. Hi, Hi, Rick. I think she already told you what you had to do. It's a contract, and you need to take it very, very seriously. 
Hello? Hello? Am I talking to myself? Yes. Oh, no, I'm sorry. listening. No, I'm listening. No, I yes. No, you just got to take that real seriously. I've been married like 10 years now, and if she says she's going to make a contract and you belittle it in any way at all, you're done. No, it's true. No, it's and, true. And even better, even better, next year, no matter what you give her, she'll just think, at least you remembered. Yeah, no, it's true. That, that is true. I have set the bar so low. All right. Thank you, sir. I appreciate it. All right. One final call, then we have to clear the phones. Uh, I'm not trying to be jerky about this, but we're going to have to clear the phones because uh, we have to do the Zeppelin contest next. Hi, you're on the Rick Emerson Show. Hello. Hey, uh, the, the, the the whole star registry thing, I'm thinking that's not such a great deal. I mean, you know, uh, for How somebody... How much is that? Does anybody know? $59. I've heard those. Oh, that's 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 chump change for $59 this. $59 and a call to 288. Wait, is it 1-800-something-something? You know, I don't really know. I mean, I know I, the name of the... I think it's starregistry.com. It's still yeah, it's just, you know, how, yeah, it's how just like they're how one of you... our many paid sponsors, which is why I'm speaking about them with respect. And they're absolutely fantastic. Yes. I appreciate their ability to keep you on the air. On the other but hand, I wouldn't name the star Lara. I would, I would name the star like, please forgive me. I'm so sorry. I'm not worthy of having you... You know, start. Uh, yeah, that ain't, that ain't quite even enough yet. But yeah. how, how is she going to show that off to her friends as compared to the sparkling star you on her ears? star after me? It's the gift that sparkles, you know, forever. Hey, I sent you, I sent you an email about something about the wine, buddy. That's, oh, no, I saw that, yes. That's the, uh, that's uh, No, I'm that's, looking into that. You best be moving in that direction. That's a good All idea. Right. Thank you. Right. Oh, now. my God, All you should right. take her to a vineyard and stay in, like, a little bed and breakfast and have, like, wine tastings all day. Because wine is the thing that she loves the most. I am genius. This is exactly what she loves wine do. more than she loves me. I think so. At take least her, at this there point, are many beautiful vineyards like around this area, so you can take her to a vineyard, stay there for the weekend, do all the wine tasting and cheese tasting, yes. hold hands, spend quality time together. It'll be fun. I like you add that at the end. Like like that'll just make it so it'll be fun, won't it? Hey, I told uh, you to go to London. You did. No, nah, that's true. All right. Uh, well, we okay. We really do have to break here. So, um, do not call about the Zeppelin contest yet. Uh, but when we come back, we will do that. Uh, do not call about that yet. And, Richie, uh, you'll just have to keep the lines clear. Uh, so if you're on hold right now, I apologize. Richie's going to go through and uh, tell you that you have to, you have to go, uh, which I don't mean to be jerky. Uh, we just, i got to clear lines because we got to do the Zeppelin thing, and, it, and we got to make it, sort of, you know, make it a fair board for everybody. So I'll uh, take a break here. Come back. It's 503-733-2970. Next hour. Uh, thank you. Look at that. All right. Um, next hour, the Zeppelin contest. Top five. More from Tim Riley, et cetera. Oh, and i got to read this review of the guy who drank the Cobra wine or whatever it is. Stay there. It's the Rick Emerson Show. I can remember lots of things. How horrible would it have been if I'd remembered that? Uh, hey, don't forget, I actually did forget all about this until this moment. Don't forget, starting tomorrow, uh, The Office, the original British uh, television series, The Office, uh, Wednesdays at the Mission Theater, starting tomorrow, November 28th, 10 p.m., uh, every uh, Wednesday, three episodes, including the Christmas specials. And that is a joint a production of ourselves and um, Court and Fatboy. Uh, from Rock 101 KUFO. So, uh, Gordon Fatboy, along with uh, the Rick Emerson program, present The Office, the original British TV series, at the Mission Theater starting tomorrow night, 10 p.m. Three episodes every Wednesday until they're done. I think it's up to the week before Christmas. So, uh, there you go. Tim just gave me a great printout. Ten signs he's trying to buy your love. <laughs> a weekend away. <laughs> Thanks. Thanks, Aaron and Yeah, Sarah. what else is on there? Here, oh, I'm sorry. Seven signs he's trying to buy your love. Flowers the day after. Dinner at a high-end restaurant. Dinner in. 
Music. Seriously, anything nice you could do. Music, books, or other forms of entertainment. Uh, let's see. Um, let's see. Jewelry. You could make her something because uh-huh. that shows that she's important and that you want to spend time creating something for her. And a, week, a weekend away. So basically, I've got nothing left. Basically, all of the options that I would choose have been flagged as signs that I'm trying to buy her love. There you go. Let me just read this email, and then we'll do the Zeppelin contest. Uh, in fact, so, Richie, we're going to take caller number five right now to participate in the Zeppelin contest. Your chance to win a copy of... Do I have uh, the actual... I'm asking myself this, by the way. Uh, here we go. Uh, Zeppelin. We'll take caller number five right now to uh, participate in this chance to win a copy of our big Zeppelin gift pack. Uh, it is, so this is what you'll get. You'll get, um, Led Zeppelin, The Song Remains the Same on DVD and CD. Includes the complete 1973 concert performance in New York City and 40 minutes of never-before-seen footage. The Song Remains the Same. You'll also get Mothership, the, uh, two-disc collection of, uh, Zeppelin. Uh, all from, uh, let's see, from Warner Home Video, uh, the movie. So uh, there you go. So we will be giving that away. It's Led Zeppelin, The Song Remains the Same, DVD and CD, plus the Mothership Dual CD uh, Pack, plus the Holiday Ale Fest gift bag, uh, which features uh, posters and a beer tap handle from the Rail Brewing, $30 gift certificate to full sale, uh, blah, blah, blah. So there you go. We'll take caller number five right now. If you win, you get a copy of The Song Remains the Same on DVD and CD, the Mothership Dual Disc Set, and the Holiday Ale Fest gift bag, uh, all from AM 970. All right, so I will wait here until I see Colin. It, by the way, it's going to help if you're a Zeppelin fan, because this is a Zeppelin-based contest. So if you have any Zeppelin knowledge, uh, Zeppelin songs, this is actually this is going to be a little thing that you're um, you're going to be more favored to win. Uh, this email says, Rick, I forgot my wife's birthday exactly once. I believe the only gift she would have accepted would have been some sort of time machine that she could use to go back several years and brand her birthday on my forehead or divorce me. There is nothing you can do, and your in-my-defense line is a paper shield between you and the fiery boulders of her scorn. You might try to give uh, her your birthday as a gift, i.e. spend money on gifts for her next time it's your birthday instead of her. All right. You know what would show that you're committed? It's true. You could get her birthday tattooed on you somewhere. Hey, that's actually a good idea. I don't think I'll do it, but that's a good idea. I totally think you should. Rick Emerson gets the tattoo. Because what if I get that and then she doesn't like it? I think that... Then you could argue it's punishment for the rest of my life, but I don't think I to be important to you, then you show that, you know, you made that mistake once, you'll never make it again. You know it's genius, you're just scared to get a tattoo. Well, I am scared to get a tattoo, but I also think that that... Don't you think that would look a little sticky? Like, don't you think she'd be like, okay, wacky radio guy, you got a a tattoo. A kooky one where you get like a heart and you get her name, that name, like the top it says Lara and like that scroll, and then underneath it says her birthday. I don't know. I wonder if she would think that I was trying to be too uh, attention hoary, though. Here's what might happen with that. If I get a tattoo with her name or her birthday. You can put it in a place that only she can see it. But it's not even about that. It's about. Get, here's, but it's almost about getting it. Here's what I'm going to hear. She's going to hear, you know, this is going to be here. Okay, so you've taken my birthday and you've turned it into a way to get attention on yourself, Mr. Radio Guy. That's exactly what she'll say. And I don't think it is that. But I guarantee you, that's what her that's response kind of would be. I'm just saying, no, totally. But can't you see? Can't you see that being the response of like, so, so in other words, to apologize for forgetting my birthday, you were doing something to get attention on yourself. I don't know. I don't think everyone here is so tattooed. I don't think it's like if you just get like little numbers or something. I don't think that'd be attention on yourself. <laughs> numbers. I like you put it right on my wrist, like I'm a Holocaust survivor, <laughs> like I came from Dachau. All right. I just think it shows commitment. All right. 
Hi, you're on the Rick Emerson. I could get my, uh, well, no, because Tommy Lee did that. I was going to say I could get my wedding ring tattooed on. Oh, my friend uh, Smiley, actually. Which I think that. is actually a great idea, but again, mm-hmm. Tommy Lee did it. So, and it, 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 would, it looks, I think it might be sleazy if, you, if we're doing something Tommy and Pam did. Well, uh, Tommy Lee, as well as scads and scads of other white trash people out there, too. Thanks so much, sir. Hello, uh, what is your name? My name's Nick. Thought I'd interject real thanks quick. For, Sorry yeah, about that. Thanks for starting off the call on a positive tip. I appreciate that. <laughs> All right, we're going to play uh, Name That Zeppelin song. Uh, are you a Zeppelin fan? Hey, Laughing Boy. Oh, what's up, sir? Hi. Are, sorry, are you busy? Are you are you a Led Zeppelin fan, sir? Oh, absolutely, from way back. All right. Uh, so what's at stake here is Led Zeppelin. The song remains the same on DVD and CD. 40 minutes of never-before-seen footage, uh, plus Mothership, the two-disc collection, plus the Holiday uh, Ale Fest gift pack uh, right here. So here's what we're going to do, sir. I will play you a Zeppelin song performed in a different style. You must name the Zeppelin song. So uh, because you're the first up, I will give you your choice. You may hear the Zeppelin song in bluegrass form, death metal form, or lullaby form. Uh, let's go bluegrass. All right. So this is a Led Zeppelin song done bluegrass style. Uh, I'll give you about, I don't know, 15, 20 seconds of it, and then you'll be able to think it over. Are you ready, sir? Yes, sir. Let me make sure this is turned up. All right. Here we go. Uh, I will play the about 15, 20 seconds of the song, and then you identify it. Okay. Can you name this song, sir? Oh, geez, that was uh, that was a little rough in my ears. Is it uh, Traveling Riverside Blues? I'll give you one more. When you say rough in your ears, you mean you have trouble hearing it, or? Yeah, well, I'm parked right next to a freeway. All right, <laughs> All right let me let me play it one more time. And we'll let you live with this uh, before we let that be your final answer there. God, it's right at the tip of my tongue. My dad's gonna murder me. I, All right, I, I can't we'll give you we'll give you ten seconds to think about it. All right. All right, sir. Do you know it, sir? Yeah. Hello. Hello. Do you have the answer, sir? I got nothing, man. Oh, my apologies. Thank I'm you for sorry. thank you for trying, my friend. Yeah. Right, Did I go. guess right? Yes, you guessed okay. exactly right. Uh, I won't give it away in case we have to reuse it. All right, let's do another one here. Uh, let's see. This is. Sean, Sean, please don't identify the last song if you know what it was, because we're going to reuse it at some point. How are you, sir? Oh, okay. All right. How are you, my friend? Um, I'm okay. All right. So are you a Zeppelin fan? Yes. Okay. We'll give you. We'll give somebody else a shot. Here's what's at stake. The song remains the same on DVD and CD, plus the Mothership two-disc set uh, from Warner Home Video and the Holiday Ale Fest gift pack. All right, sir. Uh, you have your choice here of death metal or lullaby. Death metal or lullaby. Um... I think the death metal might be more entertaining. However, I think the lullaby might be easier to uh, recognize. So I'll okay. go with the lullaby. All right, sir. Uh, this And by the way, we're not picking really obscure Zeppelin songs. I'm not doing like weird deep album cuts. These are all songs that would be played on KGON or some classic rock station, okay? Okay. All right. I'm going to play you a Led Zeppelin song in lullaby style. 
When it's done, we'll give you ten seconds to answer. Are you ready, sir? Yes. All right, here is a Led Zeppelin song as a lullaby. Sir, do you have the answer, or do you need time to think on it? Um, uh, you know, I just had every Led Zeppelin title merge in my head all at once. So, we'll give you. Um, we'll give is you. It, we'll, is it? Uh, well, now, do you want time to think about it? Um. Yeah. Well. Okay. Right, sir. Okay, is it um uh Misty Mountain? Sadly uh, you are incorrect, my friend. Dang it. Sadly um, sadly that is not what it is, but we uh I know the tune. I just don't know the name of the damn song. Ah, uh, uh, thank you for giving it a good try, sir. All right. All give right. Your name. Bye. Right, thank you. Uh well let's do one more because I gotta get I gotta try to get one of these given away. So we'll do one more and then we gotta move on here. Uh let's see, this is my See, line you're three. good at contesting, but you make it too hard, so then we never get rid of anything. I'm not making it hard. These are well-known songs, just done differently. No, I think it's a very creative way that you're doing it. Well, we'll it. do one more here, and then i got to move on. I, because I can't what just are we going to do all with all of them, then? I'm trying my hardest. All right. Hi, you're on the Rick Emerson Show. Are you a Zeppelin fan, sir? Uh, yeah. All right. Here's the deal. At stake, the song remains the same. DVD and CD from uh, Warner Home Video, plus Mothership and a Holiday Ale Fest gift pack. All right, sir, uh, do you have your choice here. Death metal or lullaby? Oh, boy. I can't take the first one? Uh, it, first it, one it, it can't be one that we've already played. Oh. Uh, his, uh, death metal. Uh, lullaby. Uh, is that your final choice? Lullaby, yeah. Okay, I will play you a Zeppelin. That sounded harder to me. I will play you a Zeppelin song. They're, they're weird. They're kind of strangely cool, though. Like, mm -hmm. I don't have kids, but like the, the lullaby Zeppelin songs are actually really... They're actually kind of pretty, and you know what? And they actually kind of work in a non-novelty kind of way. All right, I will play you uh, about 15 seconds of a Led Zeppelin song done in lullaby style. You will then have 10 seconds to come up with the title. Are you ready, sir? All righty. All right, here we go. Sir, do you know the answer, or do you have to think on it? Uh, I'm hoped. Forget it. <laughs> Are you, just, you don't even wish to guess. No. Uh, no. All right. Hey, I, I do. I did. I did have one idea for the for the wife. Yes, sir. To surprise her Rick, with a Rick Everson Instable. Okay. Right. Thank you. Later. Bye. Well, I I have to say I'm a little I am a little surprised actually. I thought that somebody these are like I said these are all well known Zeppelin songs. So. All right, Richie. Uh, well, we'll have to blow these people out. Uh, so we'll have to. We'll try it again another time. So uh, I'm doing my best to, to to give these away. I really am. I gave three shots there. So um, Richie, uh, we will have to uh, do this another time. So you just uh, let these folks know that we are moving on from the contesting section of this hour. I'll try to get them out. You know what? And tomorrow I'll do it in the very first hour of the freaking show. And do it relentlessly thereafter. Do you re I mean, we do have like 35 of these, I think, to give away. So some of them are going out to a uh, random bastard. So if you are not uh, an AM 970 Glorious Bastard, you got to become one. 970 
970.am is where you do that. Uh, all right. Let's see here. Uh, what time is it? It is like 15 It's 2.16. 2.16. I found the greatest thing, but I can't play it yet because it's not buffered. Buffered? Uh, what is it? Oh, I have the worst song ever to play. Here's I got all of this stuff to do. Um, I got to sit down. Ugh, it's been a day. It's been a day for it you. It really has been a little bit of a day. Um, oh, Jesus. Okay. Um, let's see. We've talked to Susan Reynolds. I, here's what I've got. I've got this review by somebody who drank the Scorpion Cobra liquor. I think you we might do that. You have a small chair. Yeah, this chair sucks. That's basically a toadstool. You're like a little... Somebody right? stole the other one, and I don't know where it went. So, it is, you know, and the, I don't, the teeny other stool is no fun to sit on. Uh, let's see. we got the liquor tally we got to do. we got to do... The, the, I have this... Uh, we have a new video rodeo. Someone has sent us a video that they believe is either a prequel to or a follow-up to the video that can never be discussed. I think we'll put that off. Um, I think what we'll do here is I will read this review of someone who consumed this Cobra uh, alcohol... Then we'll break, we'll come back with Tim, and then we'll do my top five uh, show tunes. That'll pick me up. We'll do the top five show tunes from my music collection when we get back. All right, so this is, pardon me. So if you don't know what we're talking about, you go to uh, myspace.com slash AM970. You can see these bottles of Vietnamese, I think now vodka is what we've determined it is, like a ginger vodka from Vietnam, uh, inside which is a scorpion and a cobra. Uh, and so it, one of them has been opened, and it does smell really rank. No one has really consumed it yet, though. So we have now from spiritsreview.com, and this is a real website. This is where people just uh, review liquors and wines and whatever, and then they talk about it. We have from spiritsreview.com, somebody has written and posted a review of, this is apparently rice whiskey, they claim. It is from uh, Asia. It is rice whiskey with cobra. And so that I do believe that's what this is. I'm looking at a photo of it. This is a photo we looked at earlier, and I do believe it's the same thing. Rice whiskey with ginger. So uh, it says, uh, Cobra Snake Whiskey is infused with a real farm-raised Cobra Snake, ginseng roots, and seed pods. It is left for several months and then imparts a unique flavor into the whiskey. It is an acquired taste, really. It's used in Southeast Asia as a strong aphrodisiac. You know, you can get guys to ingest the most revolting things if you just tell them it'll help their penis. I bet that's exactly why Richie bought that. Come on. Really? We're not, I'm not speaking out of turn here. I'm just like, that's Richie. Come on. He douses himself in cologne. He's like trying to date every single female listener that calls. Oh, Richie. It's called Sex Panther. Oh, Richie. By Odeon. It's quite pungent. Hi, Richie Bristol. How are you? Uh, good. Is that why you purchased Hi, Richie. this? Uh, Did you buy this? No, to be I bought a new I got more. Okay, that's okay. That's pretty funny. It's Viagra. Did they? Uh, that doesn't make sense. Viagra. Uh, did they tell oh. you about its aphrodisiac properties when you bought it? Be, uh, cause I know you, Just be honest with us. Do you speak yourself. Vietnamese? Uh, Hombik. Is that yes? A little bit. That's no comprende. No comprende. Ah, is that really all? Is that what you say? I don't know. I got nothing. No, I knew a little bit. All right. Okay. But did you know enough that they could tell you that this was an aphrodisiac? No, they said it makes you fight. Okay, well, maybe with her, <laughs> sexy fighting, and then you're tased. cuddling. And, yeah, I was say, and then you're, sh- and then you get the stun gun. Yeah. Um. By the way, uh, it does say about this venom: the venom can cause death if injected into the human body. It should be handled with gloves and safety glasses. So I bet the guy says if you ingest it, it's not poisonous. It's only if they if they sting you. All right. Um. 
He said, this is, and again, it's been reviewed on spiritsreview.com, and they review it like a wine. First impression, ginger, hot pepper notes, sesame, earthy soy notes, and fish sauce smell. Ugh. Presumably from, well, the, I don't know what the, the hell that would be from. In there? I don't know why it would smell like fish. Well, that's weird. You should smell it again. Uh, all right, fine. It's my turn, I guess. I yeah. think if you could get any girl to drink that, you actually don't have nothing to worry about. It's not kind of fishy? I don't know. It just smells wrong. Yeah. You know what I'm oh. kind of concerned about is if we're going to pour shots of this, that everything's going to shift in there. Yeah. Oh. I oh, and things this. will come dislodged. And... <laughs> Snake's eyeballs will fall out. <laughs> Teeth and stuff. Thanks. So anyway, the first impression, according to this liquor review site, ginger, hot pepper notes, sesame, earthy soy notes, fish sauce smell. About taste. A fishy, hot taste, almost like drinking peanut oil and alcohol with notes of ginseng. Almost immediate, slightly disquieting numbing of every part that comes into contact with this. The finish is hot. Closest equivalent taste is orange, roughly, uh, orange roughy, which is a fish, I think, uh, or monkfish cooked in hot piquant oil. Slight tingling effects in certain extremities and other, quote, areas. Sweet. Oh, that was creepy. Um, let's see. And then, of course, because it's a dude site, what cigars? Tie tobacco or share bitty cigar, whatever that is, with this. Final thoughts. Interesting if potentially neurotoxic whiskey. A very different type of whiskey for someone seeking something unique. Uh, I've had worse, but the other components add some unique layers of flavor. The closest thing to Klingon whiskey, oh, God, <laughs> on this planet. If you have any known allergies to venoms or have bleeding gums, this could be bad for you. <laughs> Highly recommended as a one-of-a-kind gift for the whiskey lover to scare children and adults alike. <laughs> the bottle is clear glass, which shows off the whiskey and the sundry ingredients. There is no label of any kind. So even the kind you buy from this website, this does actually make me feel better. And it does, to be, should we be fair, has a plastic, like a factory-type seal on it. It's not mm -hmm. sealed with, like, tape. And even the kind from the website, apparently, has no label. So maybe we can convince... I have an idea. Hold on. Plain okay. white screw cap and inner plastic plug to preserve flavor. Um, Cobra is artfully arranged. We have the no label, plastic plug, artfully arranged. This is okay, real. Okay, so what I'm saying, maybe Susan would be comfortable if you use the one that's still sealed. Oh, that's a good idea. I got one with the label. Really? How many of these do you have? <laughs> How many bottles of this did you Wait, buy? Wait, he hesitated. How many do you have? I gave out a whole bunch when I gave back. How many did you bring back? I don't know, six, seven, <laughs> twelve. Um, you're only supposed to bring two of, if it's liquor. I don't think you're supposed to bring any of this, frankly. Um, I think twelve is for, you know, two is for legal things. Oh. So, yeah, so this is exactly the way the site described it, with the plastic plug, the artfully arranged, the no label. So, yeah, if we have, if we, if, if she sees us break the seal. All right. Well, that's disturbing. Well, well, we'll look more into that as the show goes on today in the morning. Ancient Chinese secret. But nobody's going to drink that, so if a chick drinks that, I don't think you have an issue. I don't think it's for her. you got to, like, slip it to her, I guess. Okay. <laughs> you and women are starting to kind of freak me out. It's like, I'm, I'm trying to touch her on the small of her back, and then she tases me. <laughs> and she tases me. And then me. how about I, sl I slip this into her drink unnoticed? How about so I that way slip she her the really cobra? Yeah. Who's going to drink that? Uh-huh. Not intention. Not if there's not if they're conscious. Not unless they've been drugged beforehand. Oh God. Jesus. All right. We should take a break. We'll come back after this uh, with Tim Riley and the top five. You say there's the Rick Emerson Radio Program. Don't go anywhere. Uh, 
I don't really know what it entails. I'll find out. Uh, hey, hi there. Apparently they sell this weird fruit that smells like gasoline up on 82nd. I'm wiping like a bag of that. Uh, it's a whole Rick Emerson show gift pack. Have some fruit. Have a Cobra. All right, ladies and gentlemen, the Ministry of Truth. Here's Tim Riley. And now, from the Ministry of Truth, this is Tim Riley. Portland police are looking for a woman with a fake mustache who held up the Denny's in North Portland. This is the one at North Center Avenue. Happened around 1.30 in the morning. She drank coffee for nearly three hours before she robbed the place. Before leaving, she pulled out a handgun and robbed the cashier before taking off on How foot. How much money could possibly... Where was this at? Denny's. But where? North Portland, North uh, Center Avenue. How much money could possibly be at a North Portland Denny's? I know she was the only one in there. I want all your Oregon Trail hours. cards right now. So this person is uh, between 25 and 30, only five foot four and weighs 125 pounds with a shaved head. Wearing a black baseball cap. Jesus. All right. And a maroon Adidas jacket. I'm here for your WIC certificates. She has a, a black handgun. So, that's that. <laughs> That'll narrow it down. Yep. Okay. Oh, you're going to be getting money in the mail very soon. Really? I need to be... I have some purchases coming up in the near future, well, so that's good. good. Your Oregon ticker check will be in the mail within the next couple of days. You're printing them right now. Kicker? I barely knew her. 1.7 million Oregonians will get a kicker check. The average is $297. Not that's too shabby. not going to buy a sofa. Well, that's true, too. Uh-oh. It looks like Marie Osmond fainting on stage was fake. Uh-uh. A setup. A Mormon who lies. She fainted a faint. Mm-hmm. Uh, it was so scripted to the point that she had a writer just off camera feeding her lines when she stood up. And Marie, we're told, is seriously on the hunt for a successful man. She's looking for some highfalutin people who know uh, who might be available. She is divorcing our Wait, for a, for a manager or a husband? Husband. Okay. Yeah. I think my wife might be, might be okay with, it, like, you know, if, if Marie Osmond married into the family. I think my wife might be okay, maybe not this week, but in general, I think she might be okay. If I was like, honey, you know we're together, but how about Marie Osmond also becomes a wife? <laughs> Marie Osmond becomes my second wife. I think Let's that see she... Let's remember Marie Osmond's birthday. <laughs> <laughs> now, that's too many birthdays for you, right? I'm just saying, I think that that might be allowed because, I mean, that's a story that you can tell at the, you know, at the Utah Christmas party. Mm-hmm. All right. Achoo! If you start sneezing and have itchy eyes for the holidays, your Christmas tree may be to blame. That from Dr. Lily Peon of the Cleveland Clinic, an allergy expert. Wait, hold on. Lily who? Peon of the Cleveland Clinic, an allergy expert. Are you of the Cleveland Peons? Yes. They're frequently bundled and then shipped uh, and have been outdoors, can collect uh, mold. And when you bring them inside and the tree unfolds, um, mold spores can be released. So they can set off... uh, nasal and asthma symptoms. Direct from the ragweed farm. Uh, Dr. Lilly, may we consider an artificial tree? Oh, there are hazards there too, are there? Artificial trees uh, have the potential also to have some uh, allergic uh, allergens present uh, with uh, dust mites if they've been stored for a long period of time. Oh, that's a creepy thought. Thanks so much for that. She All presented right. the, uh, the study in front of the annual meeting of the American College of Allergy and Asthma. Okay. Show was a showstopper. All right. Oh, uh, last call for Carson Daly's about to become the first late night show to defy the writer's strike and resume production. But who watches that anyway? Uh oh. I didn't even know the show was still on the air. Well, wasn't Richard Cheese the house band for that for a while? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, for a couple weeks. It says it's on the air at 1:35 a.m. Well, you know what they're doing with? Uh, I heard Don and Mike talking about this. You know what they're doing with Leno? It's actually kind of interesting with Leno. They're, they're with Tonight Show. They're going back and they're showing episodes from like the first year as sort of a novelty. 
Uh, back or when you he, go all the way back to Carson, that would be a lot. Well, see, but that was Mike's observation. Mike is like, why don't they show Carson? But, of course, Carson's estate owns that, and they're going to jack those guys from an unbelievable amount of money. But you know what? I would not be surprised if NBC is negotiating to do that right now. But they're showing episodes from the first year of Leno, which are all really bad, but they're fascinating in a strange way because that was during the Helen Kushnick era when she was just running that place with an iron fist. She was just a Nazi of a woman. And, uh, you know, those episodes are terrible, but they're sort of compelling. Like, if you've ever gone back and seen Conan's first year, it's unbelievably bad. Conan O'Brien, who became great, was terrible the first year. I mean, awful. Uh, so the Leno stuff is sort of interesting that way, too. I would not be surprised if NBC is negotiating to try to air Carson. I would watch that, wouldn't you? Sure. They said, hey, all this week, classic Johnny Carson at 1130 at night. I mean, what a weird... Can you imagine what a weird mental folding that would be? Like sitting there in bed or wherever. Uh, you know, 1130. Well, it's 1130. Got to turn it on. Catch the Carson monologue. I mean, what a weird, creepy... That would just be a wormhole in your brain. All right. Uh, shall we do the top five? Yes. Here's your top five for Tuesday on the Ricky Bissett Radio. Five, four, three, two, one, fire. Pow! Counting is wonderful. Counting is marvelous. Counting's the best thing to do. Counting is happiness. Counting is ecstasy. I love to count, don't you? Let me just, as a brief observation, you know we're down here with a bunch of other radio stations, and they all have windows. Uh-huh. Do you feel like we're doing a show across the hall from Kevin Smith? In what way? Physically. I guess. That's not a bad thing. I'm I just saying. see that. I just kind of look, looked out of the corner of my eye. Marconi kind of looked like Kevin Smith to you. He does right now, like at this angle. Yeah. Well, because he's growing out the beard, too, his hair's longer. Yeah. Right. I never even realized that they're there. Like, I never even look over there. I, I forget about it. I can see them right there. Yeah, no, I totally forget about it as well. Uh, in the best way. Uh, all right, here's the top five. And as we celebrate all walks of life and all stripes of music, we pause to examine the show tune, a truly American institution. From Broadway to the Bowery, from uh, New York City to DVD. What's it be that? The show tune is everywhere and for everyone. These are Rick Emerson's top five show tunes of all time. These are the top five show tunes. Uh, these are the program, the shows that I would most, the show tunes that I would most likely be heard listening to at home. With honorable mention, going to the pajama game. Here's Hernando's Hideaway. Now, this actually is just a coincidence, uh, but I, I put this one on largely because of my wife, because this is. Lara's favorite song from her favorite musical. The Pajama Game, which is Doris Day and... God, who's the guy in the... Hernando's Hideaway. Oh, Lane. Uh, I forget the guy's name. Oh, I can't. It escapes me now. So I'm actually not a big Pajama Game fan, but uh, she... That is her favorite musical, and of uh, all the songs in the Pajama Game, this is probably our joint favorite. It's a pretty great movie, actually. Not my style, but it's pretty great. Hernando's... I like this song. I've never heard of it. It's pretty cool. Um, the Pajama Game. Finger bowl or any place you go. The Pajama Game is about, uh, I think, if I remember correctly, it's like a guy who takes over like a, like a, a, a clothing factory, like a pajama factory. And I, if memory serves, it's like a guy comes in and he's the new manager at the pajama making factory, and he becomes involved with Doris Day, who is like trying to unionize the ladies, and she's trying to unionize all of the uh, whatever, all of the dread, the pajama makers. 
And there's this whole song about how they want seven and a half cents an hour and whatever and blah, blah, blah. Anyway, so there you go. That's uh, that's our honorable mention, Hernando's Hideaway. Number five from The Sound of Music, Idlewise. Oh, which version? This is it. No, this is Christopher Plummer. This is uh, from the Von Frapp family singer performance right before they try to they, before they flee Germany. Every morning you this is the one where Liesl comes out and joins him and then the whole family. Mm-hmm. Or I guess Maria, then Liesl, then the family. I love this song. And this is my favorite sequence in The Sound of Music. Oh, it's so beautiful and dark. It's depressing because, and I've told this story before, but I didn't realize for the longest time until I was probably 13 or 15, I didn't recognize that he was singing about his country and about how his country is lost because the Edelweiss is the national flower of Austria. Um, and how he is bidding farewell to his country because he knows that they're getting ready to leave and he hates what is happening to his country because of Nazism. And there's this long sequence where he's singing Bless My Homeland Forever and the camera does that long, slow pan. Gives me chills. And they just show all of the Nazis sitting in the front row. And he's just singing that, you know. And it's a whole... And the thing about the Edelweiss, if I remember correctly, is it dies every winter but then reblooms. And that's the whole thing about Austria, is Austria was dying, but he wanted it to rebloom once the Nazis had been defeated. It's just the most beautiful, and once that hit me, that realization, it made the song even better. It's just a beautiful song, it really is. Number four, speaking of uh, Nazis, from the producers, are you talking about me? From the producers, speak yeah. <laughs> out for Hitler. No. Yes, I'm talking about you. This little blonde-haired, blue-eyed man. I was not talking to you. <laughs> yes. That really sounds like. Why would I be talking about you? Wait for it. Mel Brooks, ladies and gentlemen. Springtime for Hitler and Germany. This is such a great song. And I know that it's got a resurgence because of the Broadway play, but I mean, that 68 film, the Mel Brooks producers, is still so great. You ever watch Curb Your Enthusiasm? Yeah. Did you see the one with um, when Larry David was in the producers? No. Oh, is man. It great? It's I have that season. I think it's season four. I'm going to let you borrow it and Excellent. watch it. Mel Brooks is in it. It's so funny. I had this thought when I saw Cabaret, too, because there's that sequence where all of the um, the male dancers are, like, in boxers and bathrobes, and they are miming the goose step, the Nazi dance, and they're doing this kind of homoerotic Nazi dance. And that and the springtime for Hitler, which, of course, Mel Brooks, you know, is you know, Jewish, obviously, and everybody who, was cre- everybody who was responsible for the original producers, Gene Wilder, everybody, you know, and they're all Jewish. And I love... I love the idea that even 60 years after he was covered with petrol and set on fire in a ditch, we are still just kicking the corpse of Hitler. It just makes me, and it, it's just so deeply satisfying to me. I just, you know, that he's been dead for over half a century and just we just whiz on Hitler every single chance we get. And usually just in the most flamboyant of ways. Just makes me smile. All right, F that guy. Uh, counting down the top five show tunes from Rick Emerson's musical library. Number three from Knibble the Musical is... Knibble. Shut up, Pangle Day. Knibbles and bits. I love this song. We'll listen to it for a while. Have you seen this movie? Of course. Okay. When I say it's a day, I ride with my girl. 
have to interrupt just a little bit to say, if you have not seen Cannibal, the musical, it is the first thing that Trey Parker and Matt Stone of South Park fame did. And I put it second only to the South Park musical in terms of quality. This was this is how talented Trey Parker was as a kid. The younger man, anyway. This was his college project. He did this, like, for his University of Colorado film school project. And shamed us all. And it's, like, the best thing ever. He got kicked out of school. He spent so much time working on this. They kicked him out of college. A long way for us to go. But if we don't try, we'll never know. Stay optimistic. It's like Oklahoma, but with cannibalism. There's nothing we can do if we aim for the sky is blue and dollars are green. The air is pure as a plain potato. And if we know exactly what we mean, when we say it's a spadoinkle day, it really is like the best thing. I Cannibal the Musical from Troma, of course. Number two, Jesus Christ Superstars, Harold song. Jesus, I am overjoyed. King Harold. This is Alice Cooper, actually. Uh, Alice Cooper did an all-star Jesus Christ Superstar. You've been getting quite I love this song. All around. And I love that Alice Cooper, born again as he is, is still the villain here. Healing cripples, cute trick. Raising from the dead. Ooh. Oh, and now I understand your God. Well, at least that's what you said. So you are the Christ, you're the great Jesus Christ. Prove to me that you're divine. Change my water into wine. That's all you need to do, and I know it's all true. Come on, King of the Jews. Jesus, you just won't believe the hit you've made round here. You're all we talk about, the wonder of the year. Oh, what a pity, if it's all a lie. Still, I'm sure that you can rock the finish. Jesus Christ Superstar is still really great. So I've never seen it. It's kind of dated, but it's still great. I mean, it's very. What's that? Late 60s. Yeah, it's very. It's it's pretty dated, but it still holds up. It's just and the music is fantastic. I mean, it's Andrew Lloyd Webber. What are you gonna do? All right, counting down the top five show tunes in Rick Everson's musical collection. Number one from West Side Story. It's America. I like to be in America. I love this song. And it's such. The great thing is that no matter what you feel about America, this song sums it up. It sums up the best and worst about the country at once. Buying on credit is so nice. One look at us and they charge twice. I have my own washing machine. What will you have though to keep clean? Twelve in a room in America. And the hottest balls, Rita Moreno, of course. Lots of new housing with more space. Lots of door slamming in our face. I'll get the Paris apartment. Better get rid of your accent. Life can be bright in America. If you can fight in America. Life is all right in America. If you're all white in America. West Side Story really is still so great. I mean, it's been, I mean, it's a ripoff of Romeo and Juliet, obviously, and it itself has been ripped off, but the original is still so fantastic. Like that Tonight Tonight medley and every, and the, you know, and the big obvious stuff like the Jets anthem. 
Russ Hamlin, by the way, who played Tony, no, no, not Tony, played Riff in uh, West Side Story, is in Twin Peaks. I think he's like a sheriff in Twin Peaks. The sheriff? Yeah. Like Harry Truman? Maybe. He's, I know that, because he never did anything after this. It was a, kind of a sad story. He played Riff in, in, in or Riff, rather, in West Side Story. And then I think he didn't do anything else, and then he showed up in Twin Peaks. Three to wait tables and shine shoes. All right. Take a break. Come back. Wrap it up after this. Ladies and gentlemen, Tim Riley. Back at three, four, five, or four, five, six, and seven. Top of the hour. Through like us. All right. Back after this. Don't go anywhere. holiday season, and you know, we haven't really officially played this. We debuted it last week this year, but we haven't really... Uh...
fantastic. Got to get that last note. Excellent. All right, there you go. Uh, we want to thank CNN Radio correspondent Steve Kastenbaum for joining us today. Uh, tomorrow, we will welcome Mr. Skin from MrSkin.com to the Rick Emerson Radio Program uh, and so forth. Uh, thanks to everybody who weighed in with their uh, suggestions about how to fix my failed, uh, broken uh, uh, wife's birthday. Um, let's see. What else? Uh, well, that's it. Tomorrow, another chance at the Zeppelin gift pack. Rick Emerson Show produced today and every day by the lovely and talented Sarah X. Dillon for AM 977 State Radio. In the newsroom, Tim Riley on the phones. Richie Bristol, the gatekeepers. Dave Zinn. Uh, let's see. Uh, imagery and uh, webmistress uh, Bridget from upstairs and of course CBS Radio Portland marketing guru Susan Reynolds uh, as always my friends be safe don't let the bastards granted thank you for listening like us next see y'all tomorrow watch out for snakes bye